We spend a lot of time dropping names on this show. Call us loyal, call us leeches, call us starfuckers. But when the guys at Needless to Say find something we like, we tend to stick with it until they give us reason not to. Just ask the nice people at Bud Light, who recently sent our show a cease and desist letter for lowering the brand value of their Beechwood-aged liquid gold. Anyway, a long while back, we tried to capture an interview with our good friends in the band's cycle, but overeager hosts, bad audio, and questionable fire alarms got in the way. Fast forward a few months, and we finally made good on the promise. Tonight, we have a very special episode of Needless to Say, one that started with a steak dinner and ended with a discussion of hairbands and 10,000 fists, and a whole lot of other stuff happened along the way. So, please join us for a very different episode as we spend a few hours hanging out with these soon-to-be rock stars, ruining a music discussion as only we can. But, before we get to some of their music, let's get the maestro to crank a few notes of our own. back to needless to say i'm craig i'm here with mike and brad and we're doing the show from a special place this week we're at the kaz compound we're here with yeah. cycle we'll be bringing those guys in in a minute to you do guys some remember talking. cycle don't you yeah yeah, Hell <laughs> yeah. we've mentioned them once or 12 times in the last three eight <laughs> three <laughs> nine ten minutes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to be somewhere where mike is allowed to be within 500 yards of yes you know <laughs> and, and, and you still guys. enjoy a good time yeah 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 <laughs> so We'll see well, how the night goes. Yeah. I can't remember the last time we all went out as a group and Dateline wasn't following us. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. But anyway, how was your weeks, guys? Well, I mean, I I got to use this moment. I got to thank Mike. We we just made fun of him for being a pedophile, and yeah, shame on you for that. <laughs> whoa, whoa! But that aside, for that. as bad as you are with children, I do want to thank you for helping me shuttle mine around this yeah. week. <laughs> because the best, uh, man. that was no problem. It you know was that. great, man. Wow, wifey went back to work this week after uh, I'll just say many years, and it was good. It was good. Uh, she's got a good job, but I realized just how much I hate parenting. <laughs> and I and I had to do it this week, and I had to do it on a pretty meaningful level. And I realized on Sunday, my wife's like, you know, I'm starting work tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have a car. And so the kids, I mean, I wasn't going to get them an Uber because they're 10 and 5. <laughs> so I wasn't going to just throw them in so there. So you got the mic instead. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I like that. I, I hired Goober. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Goober. <laughs> And oh, the rates dude. were good. Oh, I gave you a three Uber. for the car. Thanks, bro. But the the, the ride was courteous. You, was. Took, you took us door to door. There was I no concern. I, I was clean. I took showers yeah. every day. <laughs> what I did, you know. Not before you picked us up, though. <laughs> no, after, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no. But we, cool. uh, we had a good week. And then on top of it, we took your car. Your car was not designed for the highway, but we pushed Definitely it. Definitely not. We pushed it. This was like the Enterprise on its last legs, man. It was not going where was it was supposed to boldly go. But it got me to a used car lot where it recognized a lot of its friends. <laughs> yeah. And we uh, we got me a car. So starting Monday, we won't have to do it anymore. 
But this kind of ties into your week, Mike. So thank you, first of all. No, no problem. And congratulations, secondly. What are you doing, Thank you, man. Going back to work. Finally got a job, everybody. A real one. Finally, a real job. Just for the record, if you listen to the show, Mike has made this announcement for the last seven episodes. No, I think I think this is the one. This guys. is the one. This is the one, guys. <laughs> well, it I'm better be you. your uncle got it for yeah. you. <laughs> well, he gave me the job. Yeah, yep. I'm psyched. I'm happy to go back to work for him. I worked for him before. I'll be inspecting. Oh boy, like quality Clouseau. control, quality control, baby. Your next dating. She was psyched. Lock out the me. doors now. <laughs> Quality control is everything. My 10-year-old daughter stopped me before we got in your car one of the many days this week and said, you know, Mike wore that shirt yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And I I said, he also slept in it. So don't worry about it. I did not. I did not. She recognized the extended collar. (laughs) (laughs) My (laughs) U-neck. Oh, man. Nah, so that's good. So you're going back there. Yeah, going back good. to work, that's a man. Good job, too. Yeah, I'm psyched. Oh, I also want to give a, a shout out to my buddy Pete. He lo- he lost his dog. Um, Fourth of July fireworks. fireworks. His dog freaking took off on him and shit. He was all worried, posting stuff everywhere. And uh, needless to say, somebody did get back to him. They found the dog. Like a, yeah, a little and, over a mile away. Or yeah, something. little Lionel is back home with his with his papa. If you listen to last week's episode and the episode the week before, you know how much I hate this fucking holiday because it's it. it's you the fakest it. piece of shit holiday ever. And I live in Bristol. You okay, love it. <laughs> that goddamn fake ass parade. Now we're chasing dogs away. Yeah, really, what else has to happen? I know. Fuck no. you, Independence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, Craig, how was your week? We got guests here, so let's get through this. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. through this. So, uh, yeah, no, my week wasn't too bad. I finally went back to work after a week's vacation. No, I didn't go anywhere. I just stayed home. But um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> did my, my uh, Monday back, I woke up in the morning full-blown sick. Like, a, like I was... Out of commission, but it was only only lasted two. What days. kind My of sickness? Because when I hear full blown, there's a third word that yeah, usually yeah. follows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was sick as a bastard, fever, the whole nine yards. It lasted two days and it was over. All right, you so know? it's not so, that disease. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But it was good because then Wednesday morning I woke up. I was like, wow, I feel great. Went to work, hurt my back immediately. <laughs> so, I like, so this week just sucked. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but you, so you did a little who's fishing. Who's going to listen to us? We're like, we got to get younger listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah. It was just a hell of a week, but then it ended off on a good note this week. Worked on Prudence Island. A small little island off of off of Bristol, Rhode Island. Yeah, that and, and it's uh, an actual island, unlike Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because our listeners are dumb enough to not know that it was it was nice. Had a, had a short job with a five hour wait for the next ferry, <laughs> so I spent it just fishing and drinking beers. So it was nice. And but the, the logical it. thing then, let's drive halfway across the state and do a show. And do a show. Yep. That's right. Interviewing a band, we already screwed this up with once. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but with that, can Sorry I give these guys a healthy guys introduction? Again. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have waited a long time for this night. We were back in the winter the last time we saw these guys, last time we hung out with them. The groupie's hitting the glass right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we're here with Cycle. Uh, we've mentioned this band so many times to the point where we actually said we were digitally spooning these guys. <laughs> yep. 
But the truth is, when you make friends around here, you keep them, and we love these guys, not only for the music they make, but for the people that they are. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we're here tonight hanging out with Three Quarters of Cycle. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Jay. He wasn't able to make it tonight. But, uh, gentlemen, if you could introduce yourselves and let everybody know, finally, after weeks and months and almost a year of hearing about you, who are you? Well, uh, my name is Mike Kaz. I play the bass in the band. My name is Seth, and I sing and play the guitar, and I just like to say that Mike also sings beautifully, too. Yep. Angelic. It's angelic. It's angelic. <laughs> and I'm Joe. I don't sing. And, but I do play some guitar. I love it. Everybody's got a microphone except for Joe on stage. <laughs> I, I watched him venture near one once and set, like, slapped him in the arms. And, get away. <laughs> and then they kicked me out, so don't worry. About I'm not going to lie, though. We, we, actually th- we actually discussed putting one up there. And just not plugging it in, <laughs> so he could go up to it and be like, optics. "I'm right. ripping my vocals. Yeah. It's not on. <laughs> it does look cool. Looks cool. I think you should. I think you should totally Milli Vanilli those those solos. Yeah. Hang a bandana from it. Get it all going like you're. <laughs> I'd go even further. I'd do like the cow skull. I'd have to, I'd hang the bandana yeah. from the horns. I would do that. Yeah. Not a bad place to. Keep your picks on it anyway. You know? yeah. He would store beer on it. What are you talking yeah. about? Perfect. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And, des- and despite all the ribbing, Joe's my favorite. <laughs> so uh, one, one of you guys, whoever wants the mic, talk to us a little bit about the band. I know we've described you guys and we've tried our best to really capture the sound. But I think it's important that tell us who you are now and then maybe just give us a little history on how you got here. Because your history dates back almost 20 years. Okay, and we're looking at a long history for a band, and uh, you guys took a long road to get here, but I think the end result was totally worth it. So, This is true. Um, Seth would probably be more qualified than I am, but uh, Seth actually founded the band way back in the early 2000s. Yeah, 2000, 2001. 2000, 2001, with totally different lineup. Uh, make a long story short, they uh, put out an EP... Um, fast forward to, uh, almost two years ago and, uh, Seth asked me if I wanted to join an original band. I said, absolutely. Actually, let me jump in there. How'd you guys meet? Uh, well, cause Mike, I know you played in a bunch of other bands. Before. Yes. I played in a bunch of, uh, other, uh, mainly cover bands. But, uh, Seth and I met, uh, when I was playing with, uh, the Creed cover band that I was with human clay, we played a gig together. And uh, throughout the years, we did um, a few gigs together with both Human Clay and Beyond Blonde, which is also which, which was a, a original band that I had. Friendship developed. S- Seth called me up about two years ago. Figured, yes, absolutely. So he sent me all of his previous stuff. I loved it right away. Um, we rehearsed with him for about mm, three months, and then we started writing on our own stuff. So. Uh, what, basically, what you hear, those four songs on the EP are the first four songs that we wrote as a band in this current current lineup together. Would nice. you consider this a new band? Now, we asked you guys this when we were in the, the fateful green room. That I got- consider it a new band, um, only because it's new to me. And because we're writing quite a bit now to a point where we don't really have to play some of the older songs anymore, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. And, and at the same time, it's not cool because I also liked 
a lot of those songs that were written before. Yep. So it's well, we're going to get to the new music, but one, you know, for those of our listeners, because we just inherited a whole bunch of new ones, yep. and so yeah. if they, if they're not diligent enough to go back into the archives, tell us a little bit about the music. What what kind of music you play? I mean, we describe you guys as straight up rock and roll, but I think there's probably some better comparisons and better the, descriptions. The to best, make. the best description that I've, that we've gotten is classic modern rock, which I think is a. It, an incredible compliment to me. Wow, that, that really yeah. encases. Yeah, it, 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 it. Happy Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> my, the rest my of the dog world is agrees. freaking out, unfortunately. Yeah. Amazingly, on July Thirteenth, we're still independent. Still yeah. independent in, in Rhode Island, <laughs> and we are but, outside, um, and still not an island. <laughs> <laughs> Or a road. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you, one of my favorite jokes about this, uh, there's no paving here. <laughs> All right, so straight up modern hard rock. I, 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 I say hard rock. rock. Cause modern classic rock. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I like the word hard because the rhythms you guys have really do drive it home. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, that's a lot. Of, I mean, that's a bunch of the influences that we each have uh, involved. Uh, you know, Seth and both Seth and Joe both come from a, you know, heavy 90s rock influence. They like, you know, the bands like Bush and Pearl Jam and, you know, all those grunge bands, which is great, which is yeah. great. And I was influenced by the, you know, power metal and hair rock and all that yep. stuff and that's how we met yeah i, I actually absolutely. know kaz going on a decade now. absolutely like yeah. what i meet you black label society right? black label yeah, society that's right yeah yeah we went to a we ended up at a zach wilde concert together and, and, and you still and hang out with this we still hang out I mean, I, I, the, 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 the trick is take six months off in between and we're, <laughs> we're the best of friends yeah <laughs> It's true. I've known him a decade. This is the first time I've seen his backyard. <laughs> We've invited him half a dozen times. Yeah, that, actually, that, that is on me. That is on me. Is it, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, like I said, I mean, that was the stuff I grew up on. I mean, these guys can explain better than I can. Yeah. Tell me, if I had to tell somebody who had never heard you before, three bands that define your sound, the best of your ability. I mean, you sound like Cycle. I don't want to do that to you. are original musicians. You yeah. make original music. But just for the sake of argument, you're in an elevator. You want to have that conversation and let people know if you like X, Y, and Z, what are those X, Y, and Z bands? Uh, mine personally. Uh, and actually, I, I'd love to hear all three of yeah, you do it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, exactly. I'll just start with me. Um, myself, uh, I, heard, I hear a lot of comparisons with us, um, with live, com collective soul, um, Blackstone Cherry, things like you know. I got one of them. I got one of them on the album. I'll, I'll, I'll turn the mic over to Seth and see what he has to say. Come on, give me another one. I, I guess three bands to describe the sound. Wow, so three bands. Um, wow. Oh, I I would say that because like Mike was talking about with the the modern classic rock feel. Um. I think there's a. God, I hate even saying this because it sounds so ridiculous. Like coverance they would have, and I think I think there's a little bit of Sabbath in there with yep. with with some of the the feel of yes, stuff. Definitely. I think, and I think that when we're talking about the classic portion of it, 
you know, they were kind of a modern version of what the classic rock was, that that metal, but it's not metal of what you hear now. It still had a lot of the, the classic rock yeah. moments in it, but it was it was a little darker, it was a little edgier. And I think I think there's a lot of inspiration from Joe in there too, because he's a big Sabbath Definitely. fan. Definitely, I, I I love him too, man. And I and every time, I mean, I, I hear some of those some of those riffs. You can cool. definitely tell tell that it's the coming influence from, that from influence. it. Yeah, yeah. right. It's Another one. That's why, that's why I love. So, is it really? Oh god, yeah. I'm a yeah. Sabbath Sabbath's junkie. Awesome, man. Another thing we've actually heard a few times, which I never really kind of put my finger on, is Candlebox. Yeah, which can, we've heard that a couple that of times too. from people. Which yeah. I mean, that's. You know, you hear something like that. You know that that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I think I was influenced a lot by '60s, '70s rock, but a lot of '90s stuff. So a lot of the Seattle sound of things, right. um, and, and I think that the mashup with that I think is realistic because if you look at um, the the writing, the the lyrics, if you if you listen to the you know, big big bada boom, it's yeah. it's my it's my time to shine. So yeah. there it is. <laughs> You have no idea. There's somebody flashing a light in his face and fireworks are going off in the background. If this guy doesn't have lead singer disease, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. But no, it's, it, you know, I think it's, it's funny because um, I think if you look at the, the way that the 90s sound went and that Seattle sound, you know, and I was actually just, I did an interview maybe a month or so ago and somebody asked me this question. Um, it, the lyrics and the music carried each other. They didn't feel separate. And I think that the, that Seattle sound had that. So the music really fed with the lyrics. And the 60s and 70s did that too. And I think we got away from that a lot with with some of the modern stuff. That's so Eddie and the Cruisers. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled my mic to the face that? just to laugh at that. <laughs> but I'm I'm deep. But I'm I'm deep. <laughs> but I'm deep. If you start I'm... quoting Huey Lewis at any point, I... <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Sabbath influenced that that level of of kind of the classic rock with stuff, the edgier kind of feel of stuff in 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 the '90s stuff. But I think for us, it really comes down to melody. So I think you, we get a lot of that from some of the you know the Pearl Jams and the Song Gardens and things like that too. That yeah. was inspirational for me. But let's let's go to Joe because I you know Joe Joe has not talked very much. But since Jay's not here, and I would like to also say we do miss him very much. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, absolutely. Joe Joe said that he is going to step up his game tonight, yeah. and he's he's going to take he's going <laughs> to step up. Oh, hold! Let me turn the mic over right now. And for the record, this beer number three, beer number four, because then things are just going to get ugly. No, um, man, influences by me are just all over the place. But one band I think I hear some of once in a while that a lot of people don't even know about is a band called Government Mule. Yeah, you know the Mule. Yeah, heavy, good, just rock kind of stuff. I'm not, you know, saying that we're as good as Government Mule, anything like that. Love Government Mule, but just that kind of intense rock kind of thing. Like to bring that out. It comes out. There's a good chemistry. Um, we can start jamming on something, man, and off it goes. Yeah, the, but, the, um, the chemistry is incredible between you guys. Just, I mean, not just the music, but the the, the way you guys look at each other. You it's, you can see the thoughts like going back, right? Cool. Back and forth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys are tight. Well, man. it was That's the good. first show we saw it, and we mentioned it on this show. 
but it was where Jay's drum, bass drum, kept coming loose. Oh, yeah. man. And there was an instinctiveness where Cash heard something wasn't right, because he's facing out singing, because like we mentioned, he sings like an angel. Anyway, he was facing out and, and, and just blessing the crowd with his harmonies, yeah. and he realized something was off with the bass. And he went back there, and without missing one finger strum, and yeah. he does, he's a finger bass player, and that's important yeah. to me. Okay, I don't play, but I do respect. <laughs> and but I gotta tell you, he put his foot down and he held that bass in place until yeah. the song was over and Jake could get that thing back in place. And Tell you guys you, didn't miss a beat of the song. Everybody in the band was aware of what was going on. And again, the, you didn't you could at yeah. any moment you could have been like, guys, we're gonna try this again. Okay, it's a Sunday night. It was kind of a weird crowd. We're gonna start over. You could have done that. Nobody would have faulted you for it. But you said, no, the hell with it. Show must go on. And yeah. I'm not. You guys are seasoned musicians, and you know my hat is tipped. So oh, definitely, man. The drum, the drum, drum's best friend is always his bass. Is always always the bass player. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, I if mean, something's off, then you know, yeah. obviously, I gotta d try to do something right. to correct it. That's my job, more or less. So, I mean. <laughs> but what's crazy but is we were facing the stage, and we didn't hear anything wrong. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. That's but somehow that's the good. bass player, <laughs> somehow he caught that, yeah. stuck his foot out, and kept strumming away and singing. And I am impressed. <laughs> That's cool. That I'm glad cool. you guys noticed that. <laughs> no, I, I feel for you. I it mean, was awesome. All right, so let me tell you the bands I was thinking. I'm sorry, Craig. I jumped yeah, on. Go, go but ahead. real quick, I if my thing doesn't blow away in this windstorm. I uh, the, I Blackstone Cherry was oh, one of the bands I, I mentioned. I think Blackstone Cherry is really a good way to define you guys. I also mentioned Fuel. I think there's a, a yeah. bit of fuel in you. And actually, the one band I hear the most is the one I like the most out of all the bands we mentioned. That's Alter Bridge, with the exception of Sabbath, with the exception of Sabbath. I but think I, I literally just need a pants change, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for that. Uh, you know, Alter Bridge is a phenomenal band, vocally and percussively and with everything musically. And so I'm, I'm a big fan, but I cut Craig off, so I'm going to shut my mouth now. No, no, it was no big deal. Um, I actually just wanted Mike to give me a beer. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I gotta get myself one too. But actually, get so. him a beer. <laughs> yeah, I was just kidding. Um, no, I was gonna ask you guys a question about because um, now you guys you've got management. Things are moving forward. You guys are actually pumping stuff out. You got you know writing these songs. Um, when Kaz finishes his worldwide vacation tour, are you, is there a tour? <laughs> And you guys, like, are I, you guys going to talk separately? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kaz loves to vacation. <laughs> so. We 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 made serious like space for you on our show. Yeah. Just we we wrote an intro about you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you know. Throwing some shade my way, and, and it's not shade. Don't get me wrong; I appreciate it because. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, by the way, bad publicity is hey, good. By the way, my uncle that just gave me a job, he also bought a travel agency. So <laughs> you know, I'll give you his number, man. We go on vacation together. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. So I remember the last time that we were gonna try and do this for the show, um, I defended the honor. <laughs> Of my bass player. You tried. Because you just got back from vacation. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you guys picking up on this, too? Because You I know what's weird, I don't though? see you posting any cruise I pictures. I defended his... Have you seen? I'm see-through, my friend. <laughs> I have a pact with the sun that says, uh-uh, we are not. <laughs> but the funny thing is that, as you said that, do I pick up... There's a pattern here. And I defended his honor, and I realized that now we're coming back full circle again, and... 
he was just back on vacation yeah, he again. Just yeah. got back from vacation yeah. this week. <laughs> and you know, you know where I was at. Well, you're getting married, so I you... was not on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, you're getting married, so that that vacation ends. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. No, it's the vacation for the rest of my life. <laughs> I have to say, we saw Seth's uh, engagement photos, and they're beautiful. Oh, they're they're, awesome. They look yeah, really good. Awesome. But I got to say, like, there's one shot where you're kind of leaning into her shoulder, and she's looking right at the camera. She was suffocating. And she, you, it, it's <laughs> actually like she's saying, oh, my God, I'm marrying this guy, and you're burying your head going, holy shit, I, I can't believe I'm marrying her. Oh. <laughs> 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 As soon as, we, as soon as we saw that picture, we we chimed into each other like we got yeah. we got to get them. You know what's so one. funny That's about that? One. Because I like I, so we got all we got all the pictures in, and uh, so my my fiance she goes to the vineyard every other week. She works for a dentist's office, so of course we're going back and forth. She wasn't at home at the time. We're going back and forth, and she's like, "Do you want to put you know? Do you want put put some up and this and that?" I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna put one up. I think it's beautiful," and I didn't realize until after we put up. I said, "The thing that takes up the most of the picture is not us." It's this massive tree. Huge yeah. tree. I mean, it's a beautiful it's, shot. It, it and is I, awesome. I always, the picture is beautiful. Incredible. It's a, yeah, I mean, the 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 girl took the, the shots, did a great job. Um, it almost looks like an album cover. Oh, Michelle Myali. <laughs> you know Photography. I mean? Shout out. Nice. Awesome. Oh, no, we're not above name dropping. Shout yeah. it. Yeah, go nuts. <laughs> but uh, I, I knew when we put that up, I said, I, I have literally just opened my rib cage. At this point, for everyone <laughs> on social media to bring it, and my balls are a little black and blue because yeah. I've been kicked a few times, and I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed I didn't jump on that. But I, you know, it's dude, that's that my I, fiance. Dude, don't. No, not on. No. <laughs> I didn't even oh, catch on the joke for oh, a second. I'm didn't. like, oh shit, <laughs> he's mad. Oh, All right, let's pick, just pick on your bass player again. I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what were no, you saying? But okay. What I was getting, I will you guys be extending it like a bigger tour around? Are you going to start doing something like that, or you're going to stick local for now? I think what we want to kind of do is it, we're really in, involved in, in writing right now, and I think we want to. Yeah. We've been concentrating a lot lately on on writing the best songs that we can, so we can put out another album and show that you know I, we got a, such an amazing response from the EP. Yeah. That's, a, that's a smart move, I think. That's yeah, and exactly I think we, as we can right show now, awesome. that we're not just writing, you know, we just threw everything into four songs and that's what we're kind of laying our hat on. I think that we're able to put out more songs and show progression as a band, as music, musicians, um, and show that, um, you know, it, it isn't just four songs. We're going to continue to try to write the best songs we can and have a, a good album. I think that's key. I think every band band's second album is their most important you have your whole life to write your first album i feel yep. like that second one that follow-up that that not only delivers on the promise but also shows that you're going to grow as a band i think that's huge and the songs that we heard the last time we saw you when we tried to interview you um they're really good and and i think they're showing you building on that sound and all of the bands that you just mentioned it's all right there so i mean i'm totally in line with what you're saying but how are you feeling being in studio do you feel like these songs are coming together now I mean, I, I think, and I don't want to speak for the guys, but for me, I think it, the most exciting thing about the band is when we hear the four songs we did on the EP, and then we, we've we seen um, our relationship progress as a band and as people, but to see where the songs have gone, and I hate using the word organic, 
but it, it really it, it made things very it's not easy but i think we we know each other to the point where we can take criticism we're, we're not it's not about our individual parts it's about being satisfied with what the song needs so if it, if it really needs to one of the like we've talked about before one of the the new songs we had it literally it was a song that was through and through and we took a piece of it and it created a whole song that's so right, yeah. it's it's about letting the song dicta- dictate itself and, right. and to go where it needs to and i think with these new songs to me it, it wasn't about it, it, we, there was a really good flow to the songs and we were able to to communicate and it came out and it feels natural and it, and it feels like it's a good progression and I think we push each other without even knowing it you know I want to sound better as a singer not for myself but for these guys and, and Joe is a guitar player and Jay is a drummer and, and right. it's not about it's not about being like, like Jay said it last week it's not about overplaying it's about being better at what you're playing and I think we've we're getting to that point there's, yeah. a, there's a big uh, com- camaraderie aspect to to everything in a band oh, when you're in a yeah. band and you know the better you do the better everybody else does that's that's great and uh, you can see you guys We're you guys trying. are all about We're it you know? Hard, you know trying very hard at, at, at constantly improving at what we do you know whether it's you know Joe being a guitarist me a bass player or us as a band right. you know and it's always been something that I've, me personally, have always been, you know, that's one key. Strive for, yeah. Yeah, to strive for. Right. When If you're going to play, I hate to sound egotist, egotistical, but if you're going to play with me, that's one of the things that i got to well, require from yeah. people is that you're constantly improving yourself. Don't be don't be satisfied with where you're at. Yeah. Well, if you don't have standards, you're not going to get anywhere, exactly. right? So, yeah. yeah. But it seems that's to be good. working. Definitely. I'll tell you that. It's definitely hearing. You know, proofs I mean? in the pudding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we had a question: craziest thing that's ever like happened to you, concert-wise. Like, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened? Like playing. playing. I'd yeah, say playing. you guys treat it like you're in a rock and roll band. Yeah. Okay. What is the craziest thing happened on stage, backstage, in front of the stage? You can't, <laughs> I, I know <laughs> Mike's wife be... is here Sitting at the table with us. So Wouldn't She be might have the best story of Mike's all yeah, Don't, Let's not knock that <laughs> well, no, That's the beauty of it Mike's story is going to be lame I'm terrified Because he's going to be like My wife's here <laughs> My wife's And then we're going to hand the mic to to Kara Mike's yeah. wife And the story's going to be epic Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But why don't we start off with uh, Joe It's the best concert story that ever happened to you doesn't have to be just a, you know, something that sticks <laughs> that out. <one. laughs> that sticks out, man. You know, Lord. memory. Flash from the stage, especially if it was a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Joe here. Oh, boy. He has what we like to call universal appeal. <laughs> especially the tank top you showed up in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Craziest came on a bus from the Cape, didn't you? (laughs) I'd have to say, man, our first gig as Cycle. Um, We're opening up for Dead Set Society. Um, All of a sudden, boom, there we are. Great gig, great guys. And we get up on stage. I messed up my MIDI cord that, you know, plugs into my effects box and so mm-hmm. i had no effects on i had one tone all night oh, which man. was like the 
mix of a few different things and you know and that happens and you you prepare for this gig for like a long time yeah you know what i mean and we've been playing for what i'd say almost a year before we even did that show man we get up there and that goes wrong and i'll tell you what this sucks man, doesn't it something happened we 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 pulled it off though but man you just thinking about it you start sweating it's you like panicking. yeah come yeah. on yeah. you know what i mean of all the things you know i why didn't i hit something oh, i didn't think of that oh, strings whatever. were breaking Whatever. we were um just keep going <laughs> man after it's been pretty smooth sailing though i'd say after that but we did have a great night with that anyhow so it was a lot of fun that's cool and yeah. uh we definitely got our feet wet that night yeah prepared you for yeah. what's coming oh, yeah, yeah. Was that yeah. the same night your feet were wet when you got electrocuted? <laughs> <laughs> it was not. <laughs> oh, God. I have a lot of insane stories, but I'll tell you guys about this one. It didn't necessarily happen on stage. It happened after the show. Ooh. My first trip ever to New York City to play a show. I had never even been to New York City before. Okay. Neither is Brad. No, once or twice. At most. <laughs> I hope this never happens to you. Okay. So we come rolling into New York City, and of course it's during rush hour. We have a eight by ten trailer with all of our gear in it. Why? Because well, we were stupid and didn't know better. So we roll in there. It immediately starts raining, pouring. So we have to roll all of our gear down the sidewalk into the venue in the rain. We had to take the trailer off of the the vehicle and walk it into a parking space <laughs> with all the gear in it and then park the truck at another place. Oh my so we god. So no, we play into this place called The Cutting Room. So I know Brad's a big Sex in the City fan. Um, <laughs> yep. So the club is owned by... The Christmas. writing is good. Shut up. <laughs> the, uh, I'm a Miranda. Christopher Noth, who was in that show, who played in Lauren Auto too, he, he owns The Cutting Room. Beautiful place. No shit, huh? Yeah, it was really cool. He's a good actor. Man. So we go we go in there, and it's it's like a nice nightclub, and you go to this back wall with these two huge, huge doors, guys, and they've got the, the white gloves on and everything. So then they open the door, and you walk in. It's a venue. It's beautiful. They have velvet velvet curtains in the background. So we played this uh, show with a band called Doe, who's out of New York City. Really good band. Very, like, like punk, but Foo Fighters kind of feel. Really cool guys. We had played with them in Vermont, too. And uh, so the show gets done. New York City, we're like, hell yeah, we're going to party in New York City. And uh, you ever get the, you get that weird feeling when just something's off and it's wrong and you just need to get home? You're yep. just like, yeah, just something bad's going to yep. happen? Well, I made the decision. About 18 minutes ago. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> 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 Yep, it was that feeling, Brad. <laughs> so we decide, all right, we need to leave. I'm like, all right. So the guy's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, we need to leave. So it's like 2.30 in the morning. So we pack the trailer, get the trail hitch on, but we start heading home. Well, the guys that we were following got lost over near the Brooklyn Bridge. So we're following. All of a sudden, we, we they stop really quick. I pull up behind them and stop. They come running out of the car. like, get out of the car. Get out of the car. It's on fire. I'm like, what? No way. <laughs> get out of the car. The trailer, the tire on the right side of the trailer caught fire because the cotter pin that goes in that holds the ball bearings in snapped. So the tire was running on the grease, and the grease caught fire on the tire. Now, Holy we are – it's it's like 3.30 in the morning. We're, we're lost in Brooklyn, and they're like – now, the tire is on fire. We put it out. 
So like we need to we need to find a place to get it fixed. I'm like in Brooklyn at three thirty in the morning. <laughs> that's not happening. You, you like definitely find somebody to take it off. Right, forty thousand dollars worth of gear in there. And you're gonna find one in Cranston. That's not. <laughs> no. You're better off finding one in Brooklyn. I'll that's tell you scary. That. That's pretty scary much shit. right. Yeah. At the very least, the guys with the garbage cans on fire know how to put it out. They know how to play drums really sweet too. Yeah, yeah they do. So we, we decide now. The other it was just me and my buddy Luke, who was a guitarist at the time. Driving together, the other guys were in the car. They're like, "Well, we're gonna go get a hotel." Luke and I are like, I look at him, and he's a, he's a lunatic. And I like, we're going home. He's like, "Yep." So we drove all the way from New York, all the way back to Rhode Island, <laughs> thirty miles an hour what? on ninety five. It took us seven hours and forty five minutes to get home. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh when we <laughs> now we we actually got pulled over by a cop. <laughs> And he told us, you need to stay right here because the tire was still smoking. <laughs> and he got another call and said, you guys stay right here. And I said, uh-huh. As soon as he left, I took that. <laughs> he could have caught us on the back of a deer. <laughs> but he didn't come back. So we got home, and I'm not even joking you. The tire was hanging on by one bolt. That's it. It was wow. almost underneath just, the trailer. Just we got flopping home. around. <laughs> smoking. Nuts, when we pulled, we pulled in. That's pretty good, man. That's one of like a thousand. I don't know, Craig. There's a decided lack of vagina in these crazy rock and roll stores. <laughs> well, Kaz is up next. Kaz is up next. <laughs> wow. Wow. And don't, don't, and, don't, don't take and, that And again, if we don't get it from him, we'll get <laughs> it from his from wife. I, I, I almost feel ashamed because my wife is literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Standing. Right. There was a gig that uh, this is a previous band, and we did a gig up in Sanford, Maine, total redneck, <laughs> you know, KKK racist. I mean, yeah. you know, Do you know we're huge in Sanford, Maine, right? <laughs> You're just killing this show, dude. Let's, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Uh, they want to make me mayor let's of that Let's put town. it this way. Their dart team, they call themselves the... Spear chuckers. But anyway, is there a there's a car screeching? Up in Sanford, Maine, and the only good-looking girl was the bartender. She docked too. No, not And she was this this cute little bubbly thing. Yep. Total total airhead. Bubbly KKK member. And. Uh, I damn near hooked up with her. I we brought her back to the hotel. <laughs> we, which is we, we stuff. Who's we? Nothing. Well, I brought her. Back oh, okay. Her. I was gonna say this was a <laughs> yeah. pretty good party. Like, What's going on? Yeah, weird. And, <laughs> you know, it, you know, there was a bunch of sh- things going on at the hotel between you know the rest of the guys and. She kind of disappeared. So by this time, I'm all lit up. I'm fucking three sheets to the wind by this point. And I'm trying to get this bubbly blonde into the into the hotel room with me. And she disappears on me. So we get up the next morning. I'm hungover as fuck. Right? <laughs> we, get, we go to the local airport. With, you know, a tiny little airfield out there in Sanford. And I run into her. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's the pilot. No 
It was Sanford, Maine. She the was popular... sleeping with the drummer, Fuck. the fucking band. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, man. No. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that's... Poor bass player. Yeah, I was going to say, Mike, you, you, you pulled another hero moment yeah. for right. a drummer. You know, and, uh... I was just talking about how close drummers and bass players are. But not that close, you know. Not you know that close. <laughs> but, uh, you know. That's pretty good. But anyway. <laughs> and he hands the mic back over. So since Jay's not here, I'm not going to tell the full story because it's something that uh, that Jay and I experienced, which is definitely probably the best story ever. And I I don't want to I don't want to put it on tape just in case there are um um you know legal issues in case we run for office <laughs> at any point. <laughs> All right, I paused it. Go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> I will tell you this story before just, we leave just, because just you, make you, sure will, you hold the microphone. <laughs> you, <laughs> you will not believe it. All right, so we we asked that we sat here. We asked the rock and roll band about their crazy stories, and we got some pretty lame shit. Carrie, you got a good story. Let's. <laughs> 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 But uh, Kaz's wife's got a good story. Let's hear it. Hi. Yes, I do. When I first started dating my husband, when it, when it, um, <laughs> his other band, the tribute band, I was at Jaws in the ladies' room, and some girl. And that's where you met Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no. Was he sitting? No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Just Some girl jokes, brother. was saying how much, you know, me and my husband, we were dating at the time. And some girl is going off in the bathroom saying that bass player, how much she wanted to fuck him. And I'm listening to this and I'm laughing my ass off. And, she, and I said, thank you very much. And she goes, what the fuck are you talking about? I said, well, I fucked the bass player, thank you very much, and I walked out. <laughs> no way, that's awesome. Yes. That is cool. Nice. That's freaking so awesome. That's and you're best s- friends to this day. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So awesome. that was cool. So she didn't leave with the drummer. No, so, no, right? no. Oh, no, no. Oh, hell no. Hell no. That was a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> He's a redhead. That was good. That and was I, good. I, and that, that drummer, I went fucking with a 10-foot pole anyway. <laughs> That's a big pole. That's a big pole. <laughs> That's the problem. That's probably what he wanted anyway. So. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, was <laughs> that was pretty good. I, th- I, I was expecting like a 20 minute story. No, <laughs> no that was yeah, good. I that fucked my husband. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Brad, lead us into this next segment. All right, yeah. So, you know, we talked a lot about you guys, and that's awesome. But what do you feel about your contemporaries? We, we think about what's going on in rock music, hard rock, heavy metal, whatever you want to call it. We talked about all your influences, and they all seem to be steeped in music from eras ago whether it be the sabbath influences or the 90s influences the early 2000s and the bands and you mike you played in a in a creed tribute band and things like that so okay maybe it wasn't a tribute i don't know but, <laughs> Why you guys but what do you feel it? about the current state of hard rock music rock music whatever you want to call it in 2018 like what's going on today that you like what's going on today that you don't so I think that there's a there's a huge misconception with rock and roll music, and everyone says rock and roll is dying. 
rock and roll's not dying, and I think it it speaks volumes now. A lot of the I don't want to say younger bands, Christ. A lot of the up and coming bands now. Um, it's it's really rock and roll based. Um, there is a band called Waylon. There's a band called Blacktop Mojo. That's absolutely incredible. You see a lot of the classic rock influences with these bands, and they're getting it. They're writing good songs, good melodies, um, and it's it's going back to good songwriting again. And it's it's straight out rock and roll. And I think that you don't hear a lot about that. I'm I'm sure even some of the listeners have heard about the whole you know Gibson guitar company going under and all this stuff and everything else what people don't really know is that gibson had one of the best years in past 10 years of selling guitars what ended up happening was gibson got invested in software as a software company bought a software company and that went belly up it was not the guitars in general yeah so there's a lot of misconception with rock and roll now and rock and roll's dying and rock and roll's this rock and roll's that but it's it's just it's it's garbage information. So a lot you hear a lot of the bands that are touring now that are, are up and coming. Um, a lot of the rock festivals, it's rock and roll. It's not metal. It's not because metal as incredible as the metal scene is, which it is, especially overseas. Um, rock and roll but bands here not, in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. There's some sick stuff going on around here. Oh, the the metal community around here is. It's insane. Yeah, yeah they they are an amazing scene. Um, they're, they're such a family, and I agree with you. Around this, around our area, New England, um, rock and roll music is probably not as prevalent as as it is maybe from the Midwest, um, which is a lot of really good bands coming up from there and touring, um, which I think is good for us because I, I think. The important thing for us is obviously, you know, we're not trying to put a stamp on who we are or what we are. We're not trying to write a certain way, but I think it's our influences, it's the stuff that we love, and it's you're stuff that comes right out. And the music that comes out comes what you play. Exactly. All right, but you're not answering my question. What do you think about what's going on today? Like, what are the bands that are making you happy right now? What are the bands that are pissing you off? And it's okay if you don't want to name them, but name them. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I knew it was coming, anyways. <laughs> Um, you know, I, it's tough. Like bands I mentioned, like Blacktop Mojo, um, Wayland, um, just really good rock bands. Now, let me just throw this band's name out, and I'll give you my my opinion on them. Greta Van Fleet. Oh, God, they were okay. on my list. They were on my list. Yep. I've got them here, a bunch of Zeppelin ripoffs. So, <laughs> and you know, and I hear, that, I hear that a lot. And yeah, they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. Okay. Um, and, I, and, I, and I agree with that. And I'm so torn listening to them because you watch those kids play music and you watch what comes out of them. They're wicked talented. They're incredibly talented. And Led Zeppelin ripoff or not, I look at, I look at it this way, and Dave Grohl had actually talked about this too. Their influence on kids who are now just picking up instruments is the same influence that we were getting when we were kids. Right. No, never. It's yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're... they're Call them what you want, and I agree with you to an extent. Yeah, they, they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. They sound almost exactly like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you could have bigger problems. Yeah, huge problems. I'll agree yeah. with that. Not only that, thing I want to yes. see them do, and I got no problem with that. I'm not a huge Zeppelin fan. But what I can tell you is this: I want to see them take that and do something else with it. Okay, but the point is though that everything comes full circle, right? Right. Okay, and good music is good music. I think they're writing good music. Yep. But I feel like I've heard it before. Maybe I'm not the target audience. At 42 years old, I'm definitely not the target audience. But I, but I, th I think you are uh, to an yeah. extent, though. Because I'll say, because I, I actually, I, I like them. 
But these guys know, and they'll because I I listen to everything, and yeah. you guys know that. I mean, I love southern rock, classic rock, metal, whatever it is. You know what I mean? I'm not a huge rap fan. You know what I mean? I don't, but I listen to everything. And one of my biggest things that I've been saying is rock and roll is starting to make a comeback. Like, like you were saying, and I've been so happy about that because it's just straight up rock and roll. And that's what is my main love. You know what I mean? So I'm glad to see it making a comeback. That's why when I listen to you guys, I'm like, these guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I love this. This is great. You know? And it's just, I, I like that return. But like you said, you know, Greta Van Fleet, they're saying we're really not influenced by Led Zeppelin. We just sound like that. And it's like, well, I get they're trying to distance. make their own yeah, path. Yeah, they're, they're distancing themselves from it. But at the same time, they are <laughs> writing incredible music. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're talented. See, that's the thing about, like, like that band you, you were talking about earlier. See, seeing it through, a, through the eyes of a band is always different you know what i mean because you, you know what it takes to to have done that to have accomplished that you know so i mean when you're in a band you're always going to view other bands differently than maybe uh, a lot of what i'm seeing in especially in today's rock music you know metal whatever you want to call it you hear all these guys experimenting with guitar tunings you know they're yeah. dropping their, they're dropping the guitars to unseen level you know yeah dropping them down to a's and yeah. you know this that and yeah we chose to you know stick with the 440 drop d tunings you know the the, the stuff that we grew up on yeah. and i think that's what it's got to go back to i think right. that's what bands like greta van fleet have done they've gone back to like the full the circle standard turn yeah. of the, the, the full circle standard tunings and that's i i, I, be, I honestly believe that's what people want to hear you know, it started in the '90s when guys like Alice in Chains started dropping their tunings, and you know, it continued on with bands like, you know, Alter Bridge. Don't get me wrong, I love them to death, but you know, when you start dropping your tunings to C, B, A, you know, it kind of loses all all of its. You think punch. they're doing that right. to get heavier without writing heavier? Yeah, music? It, yes, you know, exactly. it, it, I feel like all, a lot of that's going an effort, on. It's all an effort to be darker. It's all an effort yeah. to be more edgier, and I get that. You know, you want to do something different, but it's got to come around again. You know, and yeah. that's that's the way I feel. That's that's what I feel about this band, and what I like about this current band is we play a lot of stuff that's in four forty or a drop D tuning. And it adds a little more punch. Yep. Now I got to ask you. Keep saying this current band. Does that mean Jay's out because he's not here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, you know, Jay knows how to tune his drums. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I guess I know nothing about drums. I have as much rhythm as a corpse. But I have to tell you, watching Jay play, that man is a hell of a timekeeper. Yes, he, he is. Really yes, is. I mean, good. Jay is uh, is you know, in my humble opinion, is only you know only one of the best two drummers he's an incredible drummer yeah, the, I've, yeah I've, I've ever played with i mean well, he knows I mean, he knows exactly how to tune his drum he knows kaz has been playing with drummers since 1968 and he's <laughs> been <laughs> pretty much <laughs> I, you know and i've left a trail of shitty drummers behind me you know? 
you know and, well, i mean <laughs> I not necessarily in, in talent why just being total fucking douchebags drummers behind me so it, you know well that guy that played with you in that one scene in animal house was really <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you're screaming at him you don't say shout yet <laughs> you know speeding up the tempo and this that you know, you know. but again you know i i think it's gotta it, it's all gotta come full circle eventually and if this is well, the band to do it then I great this is definitely the it band has to, do to. It. there's I only mean. there's only so many chords there's only so many sounds that can be produced until you I mean, unless you just grab the like a synthesizer and started making all these no, whack shit. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's going to at some point sound like something else, right? Or be influenced by something else. That's the way it's oh, going to go. No, no, you know. Uh, so what does it come absolutely. back to? Songwriting. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you take you know comes, our song "Long Way Down." Love that. You know, and that's just a riff that I just happened to come up with at rehearsal one night. That bass line has been played by everybody from Aerosmith to Iron Maiden to Rage Against the Machine. What I did is just slow it down. And slowed it down, put your own. I slowed it down, thing. put yeah. my own yeah, taste and, with it. And Jay came in came you know, Jay came along and put this fucking incredible groove to it. Yeah. And the song just developed from there. No, I love it, that song. I, just, I love that tune. Thank you very I much. Really I do. appreciate Definitely. that. Jay wrote the change. Jay wrote the change on the guitar, really? and, and yeah. you know uh, he 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 come up from me from out behind the drum set one time. He says, "I got a great." <laughs> he shocked the shit out of me. He comes out from behind the drum set. He says, "I got a great idea for the chorus," and he comes out. And says, Seth, let me borrow your guitar. Really? What are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> You're a drummer. You're not gonna you break out, it, and he, right? And he sits down on the drum riser and comes up with this great riff for the for the for the chorus, and the song just developed from there. Now, does he does he play guitar at all, or he like kind of? Oh yeah, man, yeah, his, his guitar playing's just as good as his drumming, without question. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I know a person who's like that, who just every just instrument, happens, yeah. he just yep. sits down yeah, every, and he's like, hey. I can do that, <laughs> you know. And, and he'll send I, like, us stuff. Punch him, into, like, you know, man, you know. Yeah. And, but, and just for the record, I lay as good flooring as Craig does. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey now. We, uh, yeah. I just, no, don't give her the mic. <laughs> <laughs> that could be taken in a couple different ways. Right. <laughs> Can we get like a stand-in no, for your wife? Can we get her twin sister? Can we get her in? <laughs> that's it. That's impressive. But like you know, but that goes to show. Like I was saying, how there's there's only so many chords. There's only so many sounds that you can produce yeah. out of a thing. It's the professionalism and the and the ability that you have to do it that makes it into a great song. That you mm -hmm. know, to still take that sound and create something different out of it. Well, the, t the talent, awesome. the talent, the songwriting, and the chemistry. You guys have it all. You know what I mean? And that's what big bands, you know, that's the main thing that they really need. And you guys got it, you know? Cool. And I think this is actually a really good transition into our next topic. Because we're talking about musicians versus rock stars. Yep. And I feel like the 80s and a lot of the bands that influenced us, and or at least our childhoods, you know, I, I feel like they were rock stars more than they were musicians. 
and they, they put out songs that people like, but it followed a, a distinct formula. And so now we've got bands today that won't give it up and they're still kind of flying the flag. And, you know, we love them for what they did, but they're still doing stuff. And we're not entirely sure if this is a good thing. And I mean, I'm thinking about bands like Foreigner that are touring with two original members and they don't have the original singer. I mean, to me, Lou Graham is Foreigner, you know, if I had to name anything. And I'm not saying the singer's the only part of the band. I'm sorry, Seth. But I'm thinking about the fact that you've got a band, they're all creating music together and they represent a moment in time. So when you take somebody like Lou Graham out of the equation and bring some guy who was singing in a, a cover band and coming in and all of a sudden assuming those emotions and trying to connect with these lyrics and then trying to convey these messages to their audience, I don't know if that's really working. So what are your thoughts on bands today like Foreigner or Rat? or bands like Skid Row, that a lot of the key oh, that. components of what made them what they are, that they're still deep. touring, that and yet they're deep. not as good. So let, let, let me share the mic, guys. Guys, <laughs> <Why laughs> right away, he's like, give me that. Right yeah, it's, it, it's <laughs> almost a shame, I'll be honest with you. It, I mean, you got, you know, like you mentioned, Foreigner. I mean, at this point, they got no original members in the band. I think None. there's one, right? Mick Jones is only yeah, part time yeah. anymore. He's not even touring with them. Yeah, full time, right? exactly. Yeah. Because they're he's all got, foreigners. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they've got. They've got. <laughs> they, they've got. No, <laughs> you know, Mick's Mick's got health issues, and I get yeah. that. You know, and you, you got a guy from a band called Hurricane. You got Jeff Pilson from Dokken. You, you know, and at one point they actually had Jason Bonham yeah. playing for him. Yep. And I mean, it's what's that? I think Brian Tishy played drums for them too for a little while. It's quite possible. Yeah. No, it, it it wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, does it seem like a a, a a tribute a tribute or a cover band? Yeah, it does. Yeah. However, I'd still go to the concerts. Well, I saw right. them with Def Leppard, and that's why I'm bringing them up. I actually saw. Foreigner open up for Def Leppard, and yet I didn't feel like I saw Foreigner, but I know I saw Def Leppard. Right. So that's the difference. I well, mean, yeah, we'll get no, into that. I, in a minute. I saw. I saw. Yeah, pretty Foreigner. easy to identify. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my wife, and I saw Foreigner open for Journey. Just Journey. And Journey's Journey's another classic example because yeah, yeah. I mean they got. Yeah, a guy who's more or less imitating the classic the line. But where, where would yeah. all, where would all these bands be without uh, without uh, absolutely you know without yeah. uh, bands that uh, without their tribute bands? To, True, to, to, you know what I mean. True, I mean you know, but uh, there's you know, so many of them out there. There's, that... there's you, you got bands like Foreigner and Rat, who are basically touring with one or two of their original members. They right. got so close because I'm a big Rat fan. I will admit that. Um, I'm really disappointed that they had four fifths of the lineup there, or three fifths. You know, right? Yeah, Nowadays, one, one died. I mean, now, you know, I he, mean he gets a know, pass. Warren <laughs> Demartini isn't even even with the band anymore. Yeah, and, and it, that's, with the, without that's that guitar, shame. it's just yeah. not exactly. There. It's not, and they've no, got some phenomenal clones, but now you've got the singer who's back in, and I guess he owns the rights via a, a business partnership. And he can't sing anymore. 
Well, he's sixty nine years old. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. He, I mean, his voice. You know, he's one. He's one of those singers that his voice is blown out. You know. I mean, yeah. it I was think it was then. more of his style. And, and, and it's like uh, Sebastian Bach. You know. Well, I mentioned Skid Row. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's not a. He can't sing anymore. And I'm pretty sure you were with me when we saw Skid Row with Johnny Solinger. Yes, we did. And, yes, and I have to tell you, Johnny Solinger is a hell of a singer. Yes, he is. He's absolutely. not Sebastian Bach. And he's no longer with the band. No, he's been out for a couple of years couple now. Of they've years had two now. others since then. Right. And they've got a phenomenal vocalist right. in the band now. Still not Sebastian Bach. No, absolutely. And, you know, Skid Row was never just an opening act for Bon Jovi. They were always a bigger band than that. I agree. I feel like they should have been bigger, but they couldn't keep it together. Why can't these guys do like we all do? We all go to work with people we don't like, right? And do, and do yeah, podcasts. Yeah. With I, I don't know we about don't you like. guys, but yeah, I do. A, I do a podcast with so many douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I may have inherited one more tonight. I don't know. But, <laughs> but I'll say this. I, I feel like, why can't these guys just do the separate bus thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's easier said than done. You know? I guess. I mean, well, well that's kind of why we're coming to you with this. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I love Skid Row. I've always loved Skid Row. I've always been a big fan. Uh, Sebastian Bach, not so, not so much. I always thought that Sebastian Bach, to me, in my opinion, was one of, uh, you know, a top five singer of all time in rock but he's such a, an incredible douchebag yeah he's yeah, an personal well you have a story with him oh absolutely yeah I, you, you know, told I, me I, one I, I mean, i've seen you know i've seen sebastian bach walk into the into the hotel after a show dressed up in his stage uniform and stomping around like he was in the monkey business video and and uh these fans who want nothing more than to say hello and get a picture with the guy, he's, you know, totally blowing them off, going to the hotel, you know, desk and, and asking why the hotel doesn't have a private elevo- elevator for these, you know, yeah. you know? and when the hotel staff said we don't have a private elevator, he had to go through the, you know, put on the act and turn around and get pictures with all these people. So he gets on the gets on an elevator, and a couple of people join him. Doors close, doors open again. Four more people go into the elevator. Doors close, doors open again. Four more people get in the elevator, and, and I'm, I'm watching this from afar. <laughs> I'm watching this from afar, and the doors open one more time, and here's Sebastian Bach on. Close the fucking doors, man! Oh my god! Oh my god! So the doors close. He goes wow. up, and, and here come you know four or five disappointed fans walking right by me, going, "What a douchebag! What an yeah. asshole!" Really? Yeah. And, and it, it, it it's just a shame. It really is. I mean, you know, these. That's why you're there. These these Those rockers are what? That's, yeah, exactly. That's why these, you're there. Exactly. Exactly. The these whole, rockers the really reason. need to realize that. Those are the people that are the reason why you're at. Yeah. You know, why people want to follow you you onto an elevator. Yes, exactly. You know, I'm not saying you need to enjoy it. No, because I I get it. um, That I can see it. uh, What a pain in the ass that's going to be. But that's what you signed up for. 
Well, especially and, if you dress and, up and you you go and making this big, you know, yeah. sham, big story, you know. Yeah, you got the leather pants yeah, and have to be together. Yeah. Your head and shoulders above everybody. Right. Yeah, you're, you're walking in there. <laughs> you, you signed up to be in that spotlight, and now you're there because of those people. So, absolutely. No. Up. You know, it's I don't even think. I don't. your job. At right. this point. I don't even think and he's still of, treating yeah. people like that. Yeah. It's, a, it's, oh, a, it's yeah. an unfortunate no, shame, but that's the way it is yep. with a lot of people. I don't even think that most of these people, oh, these stars that make, you know, they, they talk bad about all these episodes that happen with fans and everything. I really don't think that they're actually angry about it. They just want to project their, their you know sure. what I mean? You know how it is. Right. Especially with him. I mean, yeah. you can tell, you know, when somebody's... Yeah, he's a dick. It's unfortunate. I guess we could have made I, that I segment I always thought shorter. that he was one of the top five rock singers of all time. I mean, no, he's got, yeah. got an incredible voice. Yep. I am not going to take that away from him. No. But, yeah. so, where, so where are you at? Four, three, two, <laughs> one. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Seth is right up there with David Coverdale yeah. and Robert Plant yeah. and <laughs> Steve Definitely. Perry. Yeah. Smells like bullshit in here. Smells like pumpkins. Smells like pumpkins. That's a bunch of pumpkins. All right, so let me turn the table there because we could talk about this for hours. What's worse, a band like Foreigner or Skid Row that's touring with two to three fifths of its original lineup, or a band like Poison that has its entire lineup intact and yet refuses to write new music? That's a tough one. Um, you know, because Poison still puts on a pretty good live show. Yeah. They do. I've, I've, ne- you know. Well, they should I, have I was... it down. They've been playing the same show for 19 Ooh, years. You're right. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I, had a, I agree completely. CC, he... pick up that damn guitar again yeah, yeah, and yeah. talk to me, will you? Yeah. It's <laughs> time for you to do a solo. <laughs> and then he does that Slayer riff, and he gets yeah. the crowd. They're like half the crowd is there because their wives took them. That's <laughs> true. Oh, and so he'll the bust into why like I saw Warren Sumble three years ago because yeah. of this woman right here. There you, well, go. There you, go. So, there you go. Same cool. thing with me. I went because my wife wanted to go, and I went. And I was actually when it was over, I was like. Wow, that was a pretty damn good show. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know, I was like, they did a not a huge poison. No, fan. I'm not. A, I'm not you a know? huge poison fan, but I have but, a tremendous amount of respect for what they've but done. But yeah, you know? and, I, and I was impressed when it was over. It was like, I was like, I had fun. Right. You know, I was like, and I had a, a great time. time. But what I, I don't understand show. about that, Ben, is Brett Michaels will go on tour solo and then play Poison songs the entire time. Why not just go out with Poison? Exactly. And, and you know no, what? It's the same maybe, way. With, just it's maybe. A, again going back to Sebastian Bach. You know, we saw him. A few years ago, and you know, in an interview we that he did before that. Oh well, I don't want to talk about the past. I'm all about the now, man. <laughs> oh I want to talk about the now, that is, man. That is just great. And he get the next time I saw him on stage, he's like, "Thank you for 25 years, man." <laughs> oh my god! All right, do me a favor, Mike, right now. Do it. Just say, "Savage animal." Yeah. <laughs> It rolls off the tongue, man. It rolls off the tongue. Rock and roll. Savage animal. Rock and roll is a savage animal. Oh or what was the other band the name awesome. that came up? Did you guys see that show, Supergroup? It was on VH1. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Five members come together Fuck, yeah. as, oh, yeah. as yeah. fish. Uh, Sebastian and, Bach. Oh yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like Voltron, right? Yeah, yeah. But he, he wanted to Nugent. name the band Fish. It was, you know, Ted Nugent, Ted Jason Nugent. Bonham. Uh, I remember that. Uh, Evan Seinfeld from Biohazard. Thank you very much. And, and uh, Scott Ian. Yes, Scott Ian. That's I mean, right. that it was, was a super group 
Absolutely. You know, but then he wanted to call the band Fist. <laughs> <laughs> and he holds up his hand to everybody in that house, every cameraman, and he's got his hand like five fingers. All come together is a fist. fist. And I'm like, you're naming your band after anal rape. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me say something about the old and new stuff. So, yep. and this is kind of just came to me as Mike was talking about it. And I think it, it stems back to where we're at right now. So I think what happens is, and I heard uh, Ann Wilson talk about this from Heart about when they they record new stuff, but they don't play a lot of it live when they do their shows. So it's almost like you when you talk about the coming full circle thing. So when you first start out, you're playing all your songs, nobody knows them. Yeah. But you got to play those songs right to get to a point where people know them. So as you get a catalog and, you know, you hopefully get people that love your music, come out to see certain songs and stuff like that, you're almost starting over again. Because once you've gotten to a point where you have those songs, people are going to come to hear those songs. Now, regardless if the new stuff that you're writing is good or not, they're coming for Hotel California. They're coming for Barracuda. They're coming for this. They're coming for that. You've almost come full circle and become a new band a fresh band again because people aren't coming to hear that new material even if it is good you know so i think when i saw heart they did it right they did a mix of their old stuff new stuff and they did some zeppelin covers and stuff and they mixed it in where you you it wasn't all in a row where it was like all right we're gonna do barracuda we're gonna do you're crazy on you we're gonna do and then all of a sudden we're gonna do four or five brand new songs and that's the time when everyone goes and gets nachos. Yeah. They didn't do that. <laughs> like, they mixed it in really well. And then at the end, they came out. They had a 30-person choir come out. They did a couple of Zeppelin wow. tunes. And they they were smart. They they knew their audience. So I think that um, it's hard. You know, I mean, if you think about it, bands, that if they want to make a living, they're making a living off the songs that made them their money. If they want to continue to make revenue, people are going to come and see to hear those songs but at the same time i think and i i mean i don't want to speak for you guys but i think as musicians i I don't i don't ever want to be satisfied with just songs that people like now i want to write stuff that people are going to like more you know and yeah i i i I, for you i'd like to hear for joe i'd like to hear what you have because we talked about that a lot too is that as we continue to write we want to get better and not get stagnant so i mean let's hear from you on on that on what was the question? <laughs> I'm counting four beers. We said we were in deep shit at three. Do you, you want to sleep with Sebastian four. Bach? Hold on. He's all, and it's four. We're now on to the another beer. Joe's yep. separate cooler. Yep. That could have gone so many ways. <laughs> no, so I mean, the question for me to you is that I, I think that because you li- you listen to a lot of stuff Zab- uh, Sabbath and things like that, and, and listen to older bands. You also listen to new stuff too. So what you know with the with older stuff that we're playing to the new stuff that we're playing, you know how would you how would you approach that if we if we were in the situation where you know we had a lot of songs that people were going to come see, but at the same time we're still writing. How would you approach it? I like to play them all. Um, yeah, you go yeah, play sure. everything, man. You know that's it. Uh, you know, one thing that I hate is when a band that everybody loves, and for one thing, a lot of bands, like older bands, famous bands, to play a lot of the same set list over and over from yeah. tour to tour, and yeah. it's like, man, it's awful. 
and it's like, or some bands will like stop playing big hits for whatever reason. Oh, they just get to play the, play the deep yeah, cuts. They wanna, yeah, yeah. yeah. They mix don't want to mix it all up. Play, you know. Maiden did that not too long ago. Yeah. Maiden did their new album and they played the entire new album right. when they did Final Frontier. Oh, and yeah. everybody was like, I just want to hear The Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the love of God, just play The Trooper. Yeah. Uh, One I, thing, yeah. Go, go for ahead, it. Go ahead. Um, being a huge, huge fan of Ozzy. Um, yep. Man, I got to say, you know, I haven't seen him since the 90s and I've seen him four times. And I love the guy. But I'm going to tell you what, man, the catalog of music that he has is just out of control. It's man. incredible. And he hasn't played the song Over the Mountain since 1986. Ridiculous. I mean, how? How is that even yeah, possible? How do you not Steal play Away that the song? Night. Uh, have you never played? You can, I got, mean, I can understand some stuff. Maybe Randy Rhodes, you can't play. Yeah. You yeah, can't play rock things. and roll. But he could or, play The Ultimate Sin. The Ultimate, he's played it. I he played it, it a couple of years ago. I haven't Man, heard it. You know it. what? And he was playing Killer of Giants. Okay, that. Yes. I shit you not, yeah, dude. See. It was out of control. Amazing. You've um, seen better shows than I have. Well, I didn't I've see sh- that. I've live. seen him abuse war yeah. pigs a few thousand <laughs> right. times. <before> war pigs. Or <laughs> um, you have a band. I mean, you know what was cool? ACDC was when Axl Rose was singing with them. Yeah. They were playing all kinds of deep tracks from Bon Scott that they hadn't touched. That's cool. You know. Since probably I was the seventies, so yeah. yeah, his voice actually lends to that. Yeah, it you makes know, sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you got to yeah, mix it, it up, man. You got to play those old deep tracks yep. and those. You, is absolutely a cool cover, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, one cool thing that Guns N' Roses did do recently is they did um, what was it Slither yep. from Velvet Revolver and their Guns N' Roses live. Yeah. I thought like you were going to say and their tour, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. kidding. I can't even get a sip in. (laughs) We had had a joke grenade there, man. Sorry. Not a big Guns N' Roses fan. (laughs) Yeah. No, but so I hate, um, I like to play everything every night. I hate having to choose. Um, you know, yeah, you wish you could just play it all. Like a lot of times, we'll get say forty minutes, whatever. Yeah, so you have to. You got to decide. What am I gonna cut? What are we gonna play? What are we not gonna play? play It's kind of, it's kind of like which kid am I gonna take with me on the (laughs) to the park? You know, which one am I gonna leave home? It's kind of, it's hard. I always leave my daughter. I always leave my daughter. She's such a pain in my ass. No, but it's true. I mean, there's only a handful of bands like someone like. And do you really want to do that too? Like, like Bruce Springsteen will play for three and a half hours. He plays all kinds, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and he'll play almost everything. Yeah. And as great as that is, after a little while, you're at the concert. You're like, okay, like, uh, all right, I want to go now. <laughs> like, you know, can just blast out "Born to Run" so I can hit it. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna have a bowel movement. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, gonna, something's gonna happen. We're not here. hitting the porta potty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, I saw a comedian true. years ago. who was like, "Yeah, he talks about twenty minutes about the depression and the poverty in New Jersey." And he's like, "This is called Glory Days." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, it's all. <laughs> so I, you know, let me I'll go off with the, like the first thing we talk about, and I know we want to move on, but um, you know, a lot of the bands that only have one member, two members, things like that. You know, I, I think. It's tough because we saw them at their heyday when they were at yeah. their best, and we remember that. But I, I, I think 
The only thing that can dictate what they're doing is people showing up to see them. That's right. And I think we ultimately have to judge it that way. Yeah. If people are still going to want to go out and see those songs and see those bands, and they're okay with buying tickets and going out and seeing two original members, because maybe it was just it's a reminder of how much they love the them, songs. Yeah. So I think it, until people stop going out to see them, if there's two original members, just keep going. Why not keep going? Why not? One of my no. favorite bands. As long as it sounds good. Right. Yep. Just keep going. One of my favorite bands from the 80s, A Quiet Riot. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. The yep. only original member left is I got an issue with that. Frankie, Benali, Frankie Benali, the drummer. I have an issue with that. I, I, I just... yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, I have an issue with that. Yep. Frankie Benali is a dick. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm being honest. No, I, I, let's and hear it. There, he's been through at least two to three singers. And from what I gather from reading information... He is not the easiest person to work with. And if you see him on interviews, he's a dickhead. And I just think, you know, when the lead singer died on that, let it go. Yep. Let it go. But you're reincarnating something that should have been dead a long time ago. Oh, I got to say this. I, I got to hand it, though, to Kevin Debro. Okay, because that man reincarnated his hair. Okay, <laughs> but I, but right, I agree, in 1983 I he was singing Metal Health and he was balding then, and then out yeah. of nowhere he's touring in 1998 and he has a mane. Yeah, uh, yeah. That I, looked I, like I, the I, Lion King. That, yeah. that could be. I mean, he took it hard. Time. Yes. He took it hard. He, t- he took he, it hard when Kevin DeBrow died. He took it hard. He took it hard. <laughs> That's the only thing that came through. That's a ringtone. He took it hard. That was it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I take your line, Brad? No. <laughs> I'm so glad I came here. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's really... I, I just came to this huge realization. I, don't, I really don't know what this means, but let me just lay it out for you guys here. So we're talking about, uh, you know... You know they've they've been through you know four or five different singers and yep. you know other bands have been through like you know three or four different guitarists, bass players, and stuff like that. The cycle's been around since two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> they've only had one singer. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, am I the dick? <laughs> am I the Kevin Dubrow of cycle? I, am I, I just that guy? Know, though, <laughs> my, Mike and Joe, Frankie Benali of cycle. Mike and Joe, though, like w- when you fired. Seth, <laughs> are, are, are you still going to tour and play the same songs with a new singer? We'll get, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Can you get somebody? Scott Stapp's available. Oh, yeah. What a great question. What a great question, though. You know, if you if your band had to go on without you, who would you pick to replace yourself? Oh, that's a good question, man. That's a re- damn good question. Tough one. Nobody taking it to my phone. No one. Yeah. Cycle's done when I'm gone. <laughs> I mean, I just dropped the mic there, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, here's the tough thing. It's not about, you know, I mean, most people that know me, I, I'm the, the opposite of ego when it comes to stuff. And to me, it's I get the opportunity to get on stage as a fan and, and I have these guys in the band that I enjoy listening I to. I definitely get that vibe from as you, a person. too. Yeah. You know, and, you and I love that. that. Like, I, I mean, speak to these two guys, too. I tell them all the time, like, dude, that part that you came up with is awesome. Or, yeah. you know, I'm a fan of listening to the stuff that these guys write because it's, 
it's 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 about the collective. It's really about the song. So for me, it's it's never about my about my voice. I hope that when I'm done doing this, it's about my ability to to write lyrics and and to to be able to um, to tell that story. And I hope that that is the lasting impression I give. It's never about how I sound. To me, it's important about the message that's, that's conveyed. Excellent. You know, and um, I think that's a that's something I've always worked really hard on. It's really important to me. Every time I get on stage or whatever I do, it's not about really representing myself. It's that I have to make sure that I'm at my best as I can be because these guys, I'm representing them right. on stage. I'm representing them in anything that I do, and it's important to me that I represent them in a way that that they're putting in as much work as, as they do on on this music. So I need I need to I need to match that. I need to meet that. You guys have that respect for each other too. That's a big thing you got to have too. Yeah, you you have to, and I, I think like Mike was talking about Jay's drumming, and and you know in you know other interviews and times that I've I've talked about stuff, and I, it's funny because when I do interviews, Carol will occasionally text me through Facebook while I'm doing it, <laughs> and I always I say this to her all the time, and I know she'll laugh when I say this, but I I enjoy talking about the guys more than I talk enjoy talking about myself, yep. because from my point of view, I get to sit there and I, and I get to dissect the things that I love and enjoy about what they're coming up with and how they're creating what they're doing right. and for me it's it's a constant evolution i'm never satisfied with what i'm doing i'm always trying to be to be better and write better and sound better and i'm not satisfied and i think that's a good driving force because we're all kind of that way right. and it's not about us like me sounding good for myself it's me sounding good for the collective right. and that's what i that's, that's the reason why i love playing with these guys in the band is because of that so i hope that for me whenever it's my time to hang them up or Life hangs up for me. I just hope the the storytelling aspect of it, the the reaching people with the music and, and making a difference in people's lives. Definitely that, agreed. Man, Can know? we get a agreed. slow clap? That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I want a slow that's clap right now. Great answer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was a great answer. Yeah, I like that. It. Was fucking fantastic. We feel the same way about this podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I, we're, yeah. <laughs> I can see that in the way you look in everyone's eyes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. We're, we're, we're just trying to tell stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's let, let's switch gears here because we got all deep and introspective, and that's clearly that's not what the show is about. No, it was fantastic. Honestly, I appreciate your honesty, no, and awesome. I appreciate all the insights. Well, we've never been in rock bands. And this is a big deal, and this is why we wanted to come here tonight. And we, and we said it. This is a different, you know, it, from the beginning we said, this is a different show from what we normally do, but it was something that we wanted to do because it was awesome because we love these guys. For a long time, you know too. I mean? and, we were so, and, so and we definitely appreciate it's it. It's cool. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's fun. And I'm, I mean, I'm having a blast right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. So. But that doesn't mean we're not going to break your balls. Yeah, so well, <laughs> <laughs> we're calling this segment Play It Back or Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so basically, is this? Wait, but hold on, before we even get into that, I just want to say this, and people can take me to task for this. Is this? Is this? Um, a dig at Nickelback? Yeah. Well, is it? Is it? Oh, is, no. it <laughs> is this post the long road, or is this like? Was that a Nickelback album? No, this is post. Was. This is post his birth. Because <laughs> I will say this: everything from his birth. I, on. I'll take. I'll take. I'll take. Chad Kroger to task on a lot of things on his new music, but I'll tell you something. If you go back to albums like Curb, which was the first one that David did independently, or The State, um, even Silver Side Up, even to the point the Long Road, which had um, 
someday on it. But if thank you because you shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, but he wrote good songs and he and he if you listen to the lyrical content up to that album, and you listen to what he was writing about and, and stuff. He, he had something. You know I, what I mean? I want to yeah. say a no, phrase that's cool. right Brad, now. you're not the gay one anymore. Notice he said anymore, though. <laughs> anymore. It's okay. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> no, you can't. There's one thing you can't deny about that fucking band is that they it's consistent fucking on the charts. Yeah. It's, what they, they're, they're, it's what, they're, what they do. It's what they do. You if, you, if you know nothing else that. about this show, it's low-hanging fruit. But a lot yeah, of okay, it, a lot go yeah. back is low-hanging fruit. Everywhere. I don't... Yeah. Re- yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right, and thanks for grabbing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I will say this. I, I don't hate Nickelback, but I feel like they go the easy route. And they do take a lot of easy... Like, lately, it seems like heavier music, like metalcore and stuff like that, is popular. And sure enough, the latest Nickelback album has some really weirdly yeah. heavy... Do you know? Do you guys know what metalcore is? Do you know what metalcore is? Metalcore. Give him a mic. Give him a mic. Really heavy metal, right? Is it a know. tool that you use when yeah, you're that's getting apple thinking. slices? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Out of metal apples? Yeah. I tell you right now, I wish a lot of my music could core an apple. It could. Um, no, Kill Switch Engage, Unearth, bands like that. Th- that's considered metalcore. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's another label in a genre that doesn't need it. Yeah, exactly. Okay? But that aside, I, I feel like Nickelback has jumped on that on top of everything. But else. you know what? They d- but I will say this. All right. Th- we were going for low hanging fruit with the joke. You guys have screwed up this in- intro entirely. Yes, I love it. Um, You're welcome. But the whole idea, play it back or Nickelback, what I want you guys to do, and we'll wait for Joe to get back. Each member, offer some thoughts on some songs that we're mentioning, explaining why you love it or you leave it, okay? And we're going to start with some obvious ones, and then we're going to get a little more eclectic as the night goes on. I'm going to lead off with Creed. Mike. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with the most obvious of obvious, arms wide open. Uh, all right. Uh, you got to respect about the song, right? You know, this, what, the, what the song was written about. You know, do I like it? It's okay. Um, I would really love for you to be honest, right? You're right, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's, he's you have to go. You know, do you have to go to the bathroom again? It's only because I played that song so many times being in a Creed tribute band. So is it is it a playback or Nickelback? I got to go with Nickelback. <laughs> all right. All right. There we go. And so, I gotta go all right, now we've got the game in line. Yeah. Oh, no, I've, I've, got, I've got a few things. Yeah. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, Seth, you're on. <laughs> So am I talking about this song? See, what's your thoughts also? on Creed, Arms Wide Open? Um, I think it's a really good song. I, I think there's, I think it has a great melody. Um, you know, for all the flack that Scott Stapp gets, um, you know, before he went through a lot of stuff, mental illness, substance abuse, things like that, um, he was a really good frontman. He had a very powerful voice. And regardless if you, if you appreciated what he was singing about or not, that dude left it out there, oh, you yeah. know, and he put on a hell of a show. Yes, no, definitely. You, I, that, yeah. you, you, you have to give it to him there because back in 2000, 2001, 2002, every concert he played, 
he had the freaking crowd in the palm of his hands. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Excellent front man, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. Connects with, the, with, the, with his audience. Yeah, and incredibly. so I think, you know, it's tough because you, you look at, like, when Creed came out, and we, I think it's tough when, when bands who are hard rock bands have slower songs, and I think our, our immediate reaction when people just listen to hard rock is that, well, why aren't they doing hard rock? Yeah. But I think at the same time, you take a band like Seven Dust, now, I don't want to spew off topic with this, but you take a band like Seven Dust who can take the music that they play yep. and they can sit on stage on stools with acoustics and be and just as heavy in a different way and be as yep. melodic. You know, think about a song like Christmas Day or, I mean, great, songs like that. They, it's an entirely different power, power and energy conveyed in a different way. And I think that a lot of people who were listening to With Arms Wide Open when it first came out. I think if, if they look back on it now, when they first listened to it, they probably loved the song. And because over time, Creed has gotten so much flack because yeah. of so yeah. many different things. Right. They look back and they go, screw that song. This song's yeah. stupid. Yeah. But they were, they were recording on the, the video on MTV because they love the song. Well, those yeah. are the people that are listening to the stereo at home when no one else is around the radio. It comes That song comes on and they'll crank it and you know sing along to it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, a beautiful, just, it's a beautiful melody. Um, you know, I think the song's put together well, um, and and it's you know it's got its it's got its own thing, and I I think that if you look at it when it first came out and how it was, I think it, I think it's a great song. So I wouldn't I wouldn't. It, so I would, that's a playback. It's a playback. That's a, I would yeah I that's would and I you know what I think over time I think it, when we look back on it in twenty five years, people will listen to it, have never heard it before, and go, I think that's, that's a pretty good, good song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're still on Joe. arms wide open. Yeah. I stepped away. We I'm have. Very philosophical. I, yeah, I was going to say, we have 19 awesome. songs on this Seth, list. Seth brought us through the. This is going to be a five and a half hour podcast, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. So, what we're asking you is yeah. play it back or nickelback. Oh, shit. Creed, arms wide open. Play it back. I prefer a different Creed song, but. But you'd play it back. I'd play it back. All right. Thank you for yeah. keeping that concise. We only have so yeah. much. Money <laughs> yeah. no, that was good. We, we had. We gave, Kaz just gave us a lot of. Mm. <laughs> and then I'm gonna, 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 gonna get right to it. That's his. That's his joints hurting, Corey. <laughs> Play it back or Nickelback. Nine Inch Nails. Animal. Animal was a good tune. I thought. I. That out. Al- that was a crazy album. Downward Spiral. Yeah, I yeah. love that album. I, this, me and Craig always go at it about it. You know, he hates it. I love well, it's, it. It's I been a while. Album. It's been a long it's time since I heard it. Yeah. You know what I mean? if, you, yep. if you look at my notes in quotations on the side, I said, "I think that's the name of the song." <laughs> Fuck them. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say that. <laughs> keep keep them coming. No, no, but I just was. I don't. I didn't like that sound that Nine Inch Nails had. That it was at that time. I was a huge Alice in Chains fan. Awesome. Yeah. Still am. Yeah. Me too. You know. And like I said, I listened to everything. I love Southern rock, and it was just so different in that. And it was like, does are they really playing their instruments? Or are they just making sounds with them? Yep. Which is still cool, and I get it. It, it took was... me a little while to get into it. I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. Um, but I remember, it's a good memory, just cruising around in my buddy's Monte Carlo. 
My buddy Larry, you know, he had a big hole in the floor <laughs> in the back seat, yeah. man. So when you were driving, the floor was wide you, you could open. see the like road everybody, underneath you. Everybody's got a friend with a money car that album does that. Blaring. Yeah. Man, it was a lot of fun. And yeah. It was just like. Well, there's memories attached to it. There's, stuff, there's so that too. Yeah. We were in high school. and the, So yeah. when it you hear. Hold sound. on. Let me let me stop you. When you yeah. hear, I want to fuck you like an animal, you think of Larry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's been a, and a Monte uh, Carlo in a big hole. The yeah. good, oh, <laughs> in the, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. The good old days. Joe's going to so, beat the shit out we'll of me. <laughs> that's a playback for Joe. Right on. <laughs> and, uh, that's cool. So, Seth, what about... I'll be short and concise with this dick. Short. All right, hold on. <laughs> All right. Brad's a dick, by the way. So. <laughs> That's enough for me. It started in 1911. Play it back or Nickelback? Before I even get into that, can I just acknowledge something about this gentleman right here? You know who Mike is? He is literally the person who is... Have you ever seen the, the, the rap entourages? Like a rap entourage where there's like there's like right. fifteen people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all yeah. bitches. That's right. all he says in the studio. Right, he gets album credit, right. but it's the funniest shit yeah. all night. Yeah. Right. That is exactly what he does. Do you remember Arrested yeah, Development? There was that dude in the rocking chair yep. that just yeah. sat on stage. Yep. Yeah, that's Mike. That yeah. dude, yeah, yeah, he's still living off the royalties <laughs> of Arrested Development. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I paid him a dollar twenty-five yesterday just from the royalties of this show. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. he drove me around Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so Nine Inch Nails. So I think Nine Inch Nails, when they came out, I, it, they actually physically scared me when I heard their stuff. I was like, "Holy shit!" And then I remember being in college, and I remember th the reaction of, of people, especially girls, and I went, "Wow, okay." That uh, I mean. Don't get me wrong. That never happened to me in college. Like, <laughs> it was never like, wow, this girl's hot. And yeah. and then, wow, she puts on Nine Inch Nails and then it's a good night. No, I just saw it happen for other people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which was awesome. Um, but my uh, my fiance is a big fan of Nine Inch Nails. And I think that they they were so different and new. And I, I know that when that song comes on, it creates its own atmosphere. Yeah. And it's it's different. It's not anything that you can put your finger on. And you just go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I remember when Nine Inch Nails came out with that song. I'm going to say, uh, what's the question again? If play it back play or Nickelback. Nickel I'm going to say play it back. Okay. Um, I remember when that song came out in the late, uh, mid to late 90s, uh, I tried to convince the band I was with to cover that song, and it was just simply impossible yeah. Because of you know of all the production and the synthesizers yeah. that were involved in that song, that was the height of the industrial rock. Yep. If you know bands like Nine Inch Nails, uh, Gravity Kills, Ministry, Ministry, yeah. uh, that was my favorite one. Uh, what's the other band I'm thinking? But it, it's not important. But um, I thought I, I I enjoyed that song simply because of you know how different it was. I mean you know. It was right along, right alongside the Rage Against Machine and everything that was coming yeah. out at the time. So, yeah, I gotta go with play back, play, play it back. back, absolutely. All right, well, we got a curveball. We got a curveball now, Mike. Well, we were t we were talking about Quiet Riot earlier, so I figured you know Metal Health, it's one of my favorite albums of all time, and you uh, you guys 
Might not, not even be old enough. Well, I know you are. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> the oldest guy here on this deck right now. But mental health, just tonight's just show sponsored by that. AARP. Yeah. <laughs> I just got my first letter from them. Did you? Really? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so sad. I did. I am so sorry. I did. I just got. I got my one first... a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, terrible. No. <laughs> All right. So, what do you but, think? We, Metal Health Metal by Health. Quiet Riot. Metal Health by Quiet Riot. Uh, absolutely, play them. it back. Yeah, I mean, it was the it was the first album that I ever heard from the L.A. scene. Yep. You know, the Sunset Strip, all that stuff. I mean, they they yeah, abs- absolutely. Eighty three, Rudy Sarzo, arguably, you know, other than Steve Harris and 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 Jocko, probably my biggest. Bass yeah. influence. Rudy's I great. mean, Rudy, Rudy Sar. I mean, he didn't technically play on that album, but no, but the 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 flash that he did playing over the neck and all that stuff really influenced my playing, and it just let you know. For me, it just let you know playing over the neck and doing all that flashy stuff just made up for actual musical talent. Excellent. You know, but I loved I loved Metal Health. Um, I loved Quiet Riot at the time. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, play it back. Play it back. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that. You, you took a bathroom break and still came back. <laughs> yeah, it's a play it back for sure. Definitely. Carlos Cavasso, uh, great guitarist, man. Yeah, man. Unbelievable, man. Um, do, a lot of people might not know Randy Rhodes was a guitar player That's for right. a long time. Yeah. Uh, before he, he joined he Ozzy. Yeah, he's and, he um, the band. band. Yep, yep, absolutely. I think they could have been so much bigger than they were. Him and Kevin DeBrow. Yeah, I feel yeah. like musically they relied so much on covers. Yeah. Well, they Slade they covers were their two biggest hits, really. And those they didn't were. Rely. Yeah, you're right. It was awesome. Yeah, but but come on, feel the noise. I don't think was a representation of what they really could do. Metal Health was a way better song than that. Absolutely. And yet they're covering they, Slade, and well, yet they're they, known their for covers. It. Yeah. The covers that they did, they really didn't want to do. You know, right. if, you, if you watch the behind the music, you, you can, you know, you, you say, well, we want you to put on a cover. So, yeah. you know, we got this yeah. song by Slade. Yeah. We want you to perform <laughs> on the album. And they were all like, well, let's perform it as badly as we can. The worst part but Slade turned was out- still around and they're like, why are they playing our song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be a, a it, it turned out to be a number one hit. Yeah. You know, so time. and it's, it's it's a song that none of them wanted to play. Yeah. So you know, they did a lot no, of covers. covers oh, by yeah, oh, absolutely. They, they were part of. I mean, stuff. when they first came out, they were part of the LA cover scene, yeah. which was all right. Well, covers is a good point. Let me let me transition a little bit here. Uh, Disturbed, the sound of silence. Wow, uh, that's incredible. Um, Dramian has just got this incredible voice, uh, and he lends so much to the song. And I recently saw a a. Typical Rhode Islander. Sorry. (laughs) We we put R's where they don't belong. We saw it. Uh, But anyway, um, I saw a a cover that Disturbed did, and they brought Miles Kennedy out on stage, and Miles sang the Garfunkel parts. No way. Absolutely incredible. I I mean, the studio version is immense itself. To me, it is anyway. I, mean, I love it. When, I have when to those two I came... think they brought life to a song that, frankly, was a little too upbeat. I think that song <laughs> needed to be slower. Yeah. I, no, and I, I think it needed to be moodier. 
And yeah, I, I I think they not only did Simon and Garfunkel justice, but I think they actually reinvented just how much they understand lyrics. Oh, it brought absolutely. out. It brought I out. Think oh, yeah. I think Disturbed. People Simon. are going back in the Disturbed's catalog now and be like, well, you know what? These guys can actually write a goddamn song. I'm a huge fan of Disturbed. Yeah, yeah, me too. As somebody who listens to a lot of death metal and thrash metal, it's probably not cool for me to admit that I like Disturbed. But I think Disturbed's amazing. I, I think I, 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 I love, love them, Disturbed. Man. Yeah, I, I think they're incredible. I love everything they've ever written. They brought. And, they, go they go brought, ahead, Mike. They, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. They, uh, what I was gonna say is, I think they brought the the tragedy to that song that should have been. Yeah, you know what I mean? I agree. Like the sound of something. Yeah, the real tragedy point. and emotion. What's that word I always use? Gravitas. Gravitas. It's got like fucking yeah, no, weight yeah. to it. Yeah. But it, Dong. They, they, is that the word you always use? <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. I'm fucking leaving. I'm walking home. <laughs> no, I'm just I kidding, fucking brother. hate you all. No, they you know I love you. Definitely deepened the emotion on yeah. that song. They oh, brought it down yeah. to like, hey, wait, this is actually a really emotional song. Absolutely. You yeah. Know what I mean, as before, when it was Simon and Garfunkel, it was, yeah, it was, but not like all. When you heard, when I first heard it, I'm like, Holy fuck. Yeah, it was just like, like my wow. Holy crap. Like, Any wow. song that begins with Hello Silence my old friend should not be that poppy. Yeah. It should not be yeah. that happy and I feel like amazingly it took 40 almost 50 years to get it. Yeah. And this band reinvented themselves and I got to tip my cap to Disturb because I thought they were done. And now they're it. all new yeah, shit. They all new shit wrong. and they're they're good. For a long man. Time. They're really Absolutely. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing more that I can really say about it. I I think they did a great job, and I mean, even go back to them them covering Genesis, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, excellent cover. Another incredible yeah. cover. Those guys, you know what it is. I mean, you guys talked about the whole musicians and rock stars kind of thing. Now, I've never met any of those guys, but I do know, um, and his his name skips my mind, which is terrible. Their guitar player. And I've I've known people who Donigan, Dan yeah, Donigan. Dan Donigan, and I've heard incredible stuff about how much of a great guy he is and just a good person. Is just yeah. they're musicians, you know. They have an appreciation for um, not just stuff that they write, but I, you know, the historical value of music in music. general. Yeah. When you pick a song like like that, Simon yeah. and Garfunkel, you're laying your balls on the table yeah. to get smacked. And they yep. did it their way, but they did it justice. And I think that they they were able to capture the, like you said, the tragic right. point of that song. But there's also it's like a yin yang because there's a sweetness to that song because of the, the melodies and the harmonies and stuff. So they were able to capture both of those. And I think for a band to be able to do that, the only way you can do that is if you if you have an appreciation for it as a musician, not a rock star. I think they made up for the whole wah. Yeah, okay, because wah. I feel like he yeah. was getting defined as the guy who just did wah. Yeah, and I can't even do it. You know, I got three guys surrounding me with no mics doing it better than I am. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't understand why they felt the need to do that early in their career and then actually show, hey, guess what? We're musicians. Could have been a record label thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, think yeah, about the influence so when you when you're talking about record labels and stuff like that, especially back in the day, the influence that they had not on just the music, but on the the look, the everything that was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I, th I think it's hard for bands because they're like, all right, we're your bank. Do yeah. you want to do this? We're going to back you, but you need to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. So I think that's tough. And I think when bands break out and either they create their own label, which a lot of bands have done, 
or they become independent because now they've achieved success and they've been able to break out of those yeah. contracts. David Draymond actually shot himself in the foot early in their career when they released, uh, I, I guess it was right after Down With The Sickness, they interviewed him and he told anybody that would listen that they wanted to be the U2 of metal. Okay, and they were neither. Okay, they were a hard rock band and they were not nearly as introspective as U2. And I think when you start pigeonholing yourself that early in your career, you got to fight your way out of it. And I feel like they did. They've written some great songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, 10,000 Fist remains on my workout list. You know, that's just something. Great. Of course I... it does. <laughs> no matter Going what he home. does. I'm no, done. No matter what he does, <laughs> get away from I can't escape this. <laughs> it's fucking You're terrible. The of game way I just want to let you guys know that the the uh, royalties that are coming from Spotify are going to go to the LGBTQ <laughs> society. Because LGBTQT apostrophe the number seven, you name it, I'm all there. I'm all about equal opportunity. Uh, I equally love and hate Brad. everyone. I don't care if you. I don't care if you're zebra stripes. If you're green, right, right. But I will tell you something right now. Oh boy. <laughs> Craig's in the bathroom right now, and I hope he stays there and dies. <laughs> Christ Almighty! So let's let's get. I'm gonna take over for uh, bathroom boy. Let's get Joe's uh, perspective on some some Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, what do you think of Disturbed? Sound of Silence. I like it. I'm gonna tell you, I Next. like it. But in my CD player in my car right now is the Simon and Garfunkel CD that I listen to on the way up here. I have, I, I, I own I had, one cassette still, and it's right? them live in in, um, the, uh, in Central Park. That's good. Any, um, anybody got yeah. it on an A track while we're here? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why? I have no idea. I don't have a tape player, but A <laughs> track. That bus feel. My wife just looked at me and said, "Really." <laughs> Literally, my wife just looked at me and said, do you have that on 8-track? <laughs> I don't own any 8-tracks. My dad owns all my 8-tracks. <laughs> my dad owns all my 8-tracks. <laughs> <laughs> They're still yours, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Only K-Tel had those. Yeah. All right, let's skip songs oh, yeah. a little bit. I you don't I do. I, sadly, I remember that. I do, I do remember that. Craig, you <laughs> filthy douchebag, you're back. <laughs> Cool. So I'm gonna throw the. Oh, you have no idea. You have no the idea. The feeling was mutual. Why, sure. why fight this now? <laughs> Just go uh, the, me and the Rainbow Coalition want to know what is your next song. <laughs> Let's hear, me and the Rainbow Coalition. Scannered. Scannered. Leonard Scannered. Needle say, and spoon. If I even hear the words, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna say it. I'm gonna literally run across this table. I'm not gonna say it. Gonna run across the table. I'm not sure. And I'm gonna karate kick you in the nuts. <laughs> Don't say it. If it begins with F and, and it <laughs> no, ends it with Rebird, it, it ends with Bird. No. And for the record, if you listen to these guys kicking me in the nuts, is not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you have vagina. <laughs> Uh, it was we work so hard to kill this rumor. Yeah. We so hard. I got balls, but I wear them on the inside. <laughs> they're inside balls. And they're not mine. They're huh? inside balls. They're called ovaries. Wow. <laughs> 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 Oh, shit, that was great. 
I'll bet Chuck you buy, one up for the kid. Yeah, that, was, that was fantastic. I'll bet you're going to buy a fantastic. snowblower this year. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah, I'm getting a, yeah, you're getting a snowblower this I, year. I, I you're getting a snow cone. I'm doing all my own shoveling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to be plowing right through there, baby, with yeah. that snow guy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Now, the song was Leonard Skin, Needle in the Spoon. I'm just going to start. I've never heard that fucking song in my life. Needle in the Spoon? Yeah. Play it and play it and play, and play it, it and play it and play it. And play it. it. Just yes. like every other Leonard Skinner yes. song. Yes. Yes. Especially the ones that yes. aren't on the damn radio. Like yep. Free Bird. All the damn time. Yep. Like Free yeah. Bird. But that's... Like, <laughs> Needle in the Spoon is, is on. Going up. Like, you'll hear it once in a while on the radio. They'll throw it in there. But you very rarely. Very, very rarely. But it, it's such a great yeah. fucking song, yep. man. Such a great song. I'm a big skinned fan. Yeah, first know. band I ever saw in concert in my life. Nice. Orpheum Theater in Boston, 1993, and nice. uh, knocked my socks off. So yeah, keep playing it. Yep, keep, that's a play. All right, you guys. Joe said he likes it. I like it because Joe likes it. <laughs> I'm go- I'm only gonna say, play it only because it's Skinnered. Yeah. But I'm still waiting for them to. I mean, I I know they're on their farewell. "Quote unquote," right? yeah. farewell tour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still yeah. waiting for him to finish "Freebird" at the Providence yeah. Peapack pack in 1987. Yep. 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 I had to leave early because they wouldn't finish the goddamn song. <laughs> yeah, well, the sun was coming up. Right? <laughs> That's what I mean. I love "Skin It to Death," but as soon as that song comes out, in the same way, I'm like. Oh, Okay, yeah, I get it. Over. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. We can move on. You know? All right, I got a, a, another song that probably hit home for you guys a little more. Uh, Seven Dust, Denial. Oh, play it forever. Play it forever. But why? Uh, Give me a why. Oh, why? In, in a sentence or less, because we're running low here. <laughs> I'm sure. I Yeah, I apologize for that. Uh, only because it's seven dust, really. Um, anything to me, they can do no wrong. I love the power behind that. Band. Yeah, you know what I mean. They, that, they, I uh, mean, you, you listen to even the 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 stuff that just came out on the on the recent album, and it's just awesome. It's so good and so consistent. It's seven dust. It's it's, it's because it's freaking seven dust. You yep. know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, agreed. That uh, denial is off my all-time favorite Seven Dust album, Home. Agreed. Everything about that album to me is Seven Dust. Well, what I say early, you got your whole life to write that first album. Exactly. That second album that was second album, such a smack in the face. Yeah, to me, and I, I, did, and I agree. I got so it's, drunk with that band. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got so stupidly drunk with them. I saw them with uh, Stuck Mojo. Oh yeah, and I uh, and uh, who was the, oh, it? Oh, Flambuki was the third band. Nobody heard of them, and for a reason. <laughs> if you're in Flambuki and listening, reach out. <laughs> I saw them. I saw them at Woodstock '99. Man, I was oh right God. there. I was right there, and this was like before. I didn't even know who they were back then. You right. know. But they were incredible. Oh, man. they were Just awesome. Yeah, them, man. I'll be honest with you. One of the best concerts. I've ever seen was Seven Dust opening for Creed. You know, they were, I mean, both bands at that time. Should have been the other way around. Incredible. They were absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So, and I've been a a Seven Dust fan since then. Yep. All right, so can we skip ahead? Yeah. We all like like Seven Dust? Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Go ahead, Seth. You know I got to say something quick. Of course. First time I saw Seven Dust Live, I saw them at Alter Bridge in Hartford. And so I that's will, not that long ago. I will tell you something, man. Holy shit. The Seasons album, when that came out, changed my whole idea on heavy and and melody for hard songs. Yeah. Because I didn't hear the Seasons album first. I heard their double-wide acoustic DVD that when my son was born used to fall asleep to. Yeah. But it was so heavy, and he still does that. No and that... You you listen to Denial Acoustic, you listen to Denial Full Band, you listen to Denial with just one guitar and vocal, it doesn't matter. It's still heavy. And if that doesn't say something about that that's, song, that's, fuck, man. That's kind of what we've been yeah. saying all night. It really comes down to songwriting. Nuts. Those guys are just nuts. Okay, heavy is in the songwriting. Anybody can drop their tuning. Okay, You can make a song sound heavy, but heavy songwriting is heavy song. Those guys do it the right way. Amen Period. to that. Amen to that. Yep. yep. Even though you've told me to go fuck myself seven times, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Eight. 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 At least I didn't tell you to go fuck Mike. <laughs> Just saying. I'll be you, the way the night's going. <laughs> it's getting there. We're going to get there. I'm going to be riding in the front seat by myself on the ride home. Wait. Which Mike are we talking about? I got to ride home with this guy. Hold on. <laughs> this is why he wanted to get me a car so bad. He's like, I don't want to drive this fucker around anymore. <laughs> Joe, play it. Play it. All right, like moving Joe. on. Joe, yeah. <laughs> I like Joe. Play it. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. All right, what's our next song here? Oh, uh, Motley Crue, Shout Out the Devil. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, again, going back to the L.A. scene after Quiet Riot, yeah. 1983. Yep. I mean... Play it back. Yeah, that's right. It was same year, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yep. same year. I'll I remember never when forget. that video came out, I thought it was the best thing since Judas Priest. I thought it was a bunch of chicks when I first seen it. I was like, wow, yep. look at these hot chicks. They sing great. Wow, you guys are great. Wow, I was uh, like, oh, wait. That's no, no. Like, why, why does that <laughs> chick keep grabbing your dick? That's a, song, that's a song that made me realize that Tommy Lee was a drumming mm-hmm. god. I he's mean, awesome, man. Yes. He's yes, incredible. Yes, yes. I mean, Definitely. you know, smashing those symbols to the point where they're damn near t- Tipping over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's going for the cooler of doom. Yeah, buddy. Oh, Folks, what's he going to pull Let, out? Joe had one oh, Coca Cola and he's back oh, in the wait. game. That's, just, we're going for Schlitz. All right, he's got a, oh, nice. he's got a Schlitz. Cooler of doom. It's Motley Crew. You you, you you play it. Yeah. You it's, play it. It's Motley Crew. You're good with that? Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't sure if you were a Motley Crue guy or. I didn't listen to a lot of metal growing up. It's funny because my my cousin was big into like uh, you know Ozzy, Bark of the Moon, and stuff like that. And I was always big bigger into the, the classic rock stuff when I grew up. With my parents and uh, yep. so I didn't really get into like the a lot of '80s metal kind of stuff. I was I I mean I crossed over to like like Van Halen at that time, and, and I wasn't really big into that time period just because of what my parents were listening to and also you know the age i was at the time i was, I was the same way it was the same thing my parents because my parents were young so i was listening to a lot like that's why i'm a skinhead fan and right, stuff right. like that i loved that stuff yep. and it took a while it was like like a buddy of mine from school was like hey check this out and it was you know it was ozzy and i was like yeah, this is pretty cool <laughs> you know and that was it and then i went from there you know but yeah, like you're saying, I was the same way. See, my parents classic. were atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're wonderful people, but they waited a, a, their sweet-ass time to have us. 
And so Johnny Mathis and the Oak Ridge Boys <laughs> kind of dominated my childhood. So when Giddy Slayer up, showed up, up in my up, CD collection, up, it wasn't a surprise. Yep. And and I'm, I'm 42, and I'm I got more daddy issues than Tony Soprano. So here we are, and I'm cutting you guys off. So talk to me no. about this song again. Well, I graduated high school. And no, you didn't. I did. Congratulations. <laughs> Listen, but you know what I've never seen? There's only I've two of us seen. at the table that did that. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've never seen my high school diploma. And here's why. I never seen mine either. The reason why. mail it to you, man. The reason why. It's because they went to go see Motley Crue. Was this yesterday? That's <laughs> right. That's right. No, no, that's, this is true. No, I went to go sorry. see Motley Crue instead of going to my high school graduation. Oh, dude, you are. So I'm you gonna are have the man. to say. I'm gonna have to say, play it. Definitely. Oh hell yeah. Oh, thank Definitely. God you're still playing the game. Everybody else <laughs> just gave up on the shit altogether. <laughs> Easiest thing I've ever done in my life, either. That was awesome, brother. That was awesome. Oh my god. Oh yes. All right, I gotta bring this one out too. Run DMC, man. King of Rock. Yeah, All right, yeah. Run DMC. Run DMC. Would you ever guess that at a college in Castleton, Vermont, okay, Run DMC would be there and playing in Castleton, Vermont really? to a bunch of Vermonters? I was in charge of the rugby team who was the security for the show. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and almost fun. saw a fist fight between... Mr. Run, Reverend, Reverend Run, Reverend Run. Yeah. and my rugby team because he got pissed off because people would would try like they were in our gymnasium, okay, <laughs> and there were people who were trying to like get up on stage. We were all standing in front with the staff shirts and all that stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. I wasn't. I was in the back because I was <laughs> fucking one hundred thirty-five pounds. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, kick his ass. <laughs> That's what I do now with Mike. I stand oh, by Mike and kick his ass. <laughs> 135 pounds. What'd you do on rugby team? Play the ball? No, I was, I was, dude, I was a real mean motor scooter back in the day. I'm not anymore, though. <laughs> but literally, he got pissed because we were stopping people from, like, they were trying to climb on stage and shit. I'm like, that's why we have security. Dude, you're in Vermont. Vermont is what they literally say where the men and men and the sheep are scared. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. That's crazy, man. You know, it was nuts, but yeah, they came to my school and, and we got to see them play in our gymnasium, Run That's DMC. Awesome. Crazy. I never wow. thought I'd ever be able to say that. That's Honeymoon cool. Suite came to our high school. <laughs> remember that? Remember that? Yeah, I remember not going to it. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I remember drinking green alcohol and fruit punch in I the mean, back of the building while they were playing. Just hanging I, out. I would hope so. I could hear it outside I, in the woods. I, I remember seeing Honeymoon Suite open for 38 Special back in 1986, a single worst concert. That I ever seen <laughs> my freaking life. I was seven. <laughs> it was terrible. But anyway, I wasn't back far to behind you. DMC, uh, I've never seen a rap concert in my life. Oh, I'm not a yeah. rap 
music fan, but I do have a tremendous amount of respect for what Run DMC has done. Yeah, for... that's that's kind of like the way I see it too. I'm not a rap fan whatsoever, but, but Run DMC, I don't know. It was, maybe it was because of the rock thing. That they started, yeah, maybe you know? you know the the Aerosmith uh, cover that they did. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know the that King was pretty cool. I mean, Keep again, rocking that beat. again, up and down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know you want to do it. No, I'm not doing just it. Just do it. No. I'm begging you. Just, just do, do it. it. B Street, the king of the beat. I see you rocking that beat from across the street. Oh, uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> B Street is a lesson too because uh, you can't let the street beat, beat you. you. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you proved the point that you guys didn't graduate high school. <laughs> <laughs> He was getting around to that. He was getting around to that. He's just being nice about it. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Well congratulations. done, sir. Well done. Oh, All right, I got one more song. I got to throw it at you. It's a band called Steel Panther. How do we feel about Steel Panther? Because you guys Steel Panther. are still making serious rock and roll music, and Steel Panther is getting rich making fun of, of yeah. rock and roll it's music. It's true, uh, but uh, I I got a hand to those guys, man. They they're they're doing it right. Um, they, I've seen them live. They're amazing. I, I have not. I've yet to see them live. I know. I know they're coming to. They're talented, man. They're yeah, definitely talented. I, oh, the, they're immensely talented. Though you know, all those guys are. Well, the very pedigree of that band with. is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. That that last out that record they put out. You know. Death to all but metal. I mean, that was incredible. Well, that that was the song I was going to pick. It was a song called Asian Hooker, which is a love song. (laughs) (laughs) 10,000 Lovers, uh, you know. Community Property. Oh, wow. That's the Community Property. I mean, that's that's good. That was my wedding song. Of of what they're making fun of. You know, I I have a tremendous amount of respect for those guys, and they're, they're on tour. I know. I mean, they're on right? tour for basically playing novelty hair rock music. Yep. So I mean, kudos the, to them. The yeah. bass player, and nothing against you, but he has his hair. He has a whole like has fucking hair. vanity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. on the side of the stage. He, yeah, he, he has a mirror. Where he, yeah. he literally yeah. has a mirror. Yeah, in while front he's on of him and on the side of him. Yeah. To, you know, but you know and, his and whole deal. All, I, I get it because it's all part of. The, but you know his whole deal, right? He's bolder than you are. I hope so. You know he is. That's all the way. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, no way. I am so glad to hear that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You have no idea how that makes me feel. Well, we came to your house. We ate your food. I had to throw that back at you. That makes me feel so good. And I know Mike and Craig wanted me to say we ate your meat. (laughs) You just did. He just just, just wanted to roll it off his tongue. No, no, no. I like like Steel Panther. The only thing I have against them is that, uh, again, uh, here we go. I know I'm going to get flack for this, but we took a vacation. (laughs) <laughs> no Come on uh, Has uh, it been back four in, weeks uh, or like 2009, 2010 <laughs> Out to LA And uh, You know We figured You know we Out to LA We figured we hit the Sunset Strip There was That entire week There was nothing Nothing going on The highlight of our week Was seeing Lucas Rossi Who was <laughs> Lucas Rossi, who won, who, who, who was the Lucas winner Rossi? of the supergroup competition, who got to play with uh, oh, uh, for Tommy Inic- Lee, oh, no, right. I Jason that was Newstead, and Dave, no. Dave Navarro, oh. and he was uh, 
never mind that. But anyway, <laughs> Steel Panther, who's listed on every friggin' poster up and down the Sunset Strip and playing. We're playing here on every That's Wednesday. Nuts, We're huh? playing here every Tuesday. We're playing the whiskey every Friday. And they were out of fucking town. I was so fucking pissed <laughs> they off. Even there. That sucks. Because they were out of town in the week I was in LA. <laughs> I had to get stuck with fucking Lucas fucking Rossi. <laughs> you need to play who your... stood who stood up on that fucking stage on one fucking foot crying about his about a former girlfriend who was dead. <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. Oh my God. I, I don't want to bore you with that. Oh, oh no, keep talking. Uh, keep uh, talking. So Lucas Rossi's up there at the state where I think it was at the Rainbow? Roxy. It was the Roxy? I can't remember. One of those Viper clubs, room? right, one up on, up on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> and there was like 14 people in the friggin' audience, right? Was the, and the ghost and of he, And he finishes his fucking song, right? <laughs> he's up there, and he's standing on one foot and one toe, and he's tuning his guitar, and he says, this one's about a girl. <laughs> bing, 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 no bing, no bing, 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 bing. She's dead now. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> the worst show. We walked out. Guys, it was, oh, I can't, I can't to, remember what show, what so, club so, it was. So what did you learn from that experience? Obviously. To, Never to stand on one toe tuning guitar, <laughs> crying about a girlfriend, a former girlfriend who's dead. <laughs> Follow that up, Sam. <laughs> I'm begging you. you guys. I'm begging you. Stand up and shout! <laughs> yeah. There we go. What was the damn question? What was the damn question? Fuck, I fucking joke. Yeah, everybody's forgot. This is why we what's, the, what's the next question? <laughs> yeah. oh. No, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, so I think we've hit a point here. We've been talking about two and a half hours now. Uh, we'd like to thank Cycle for hanging out with us tonight. Can we hear it from Cycle? Thanks for having us. We're at your house. But th this was an absolutely amazing night, an amazing episode. Long overdue. Uh, we love these guys. We love their music. And we love the fact that we can sit there and talk shit about their rock and roll, and they still take it. So, uh, boys, do you have anything to say for us? All right. Uh, I just want to say, the needless to say, guys, thank you. No, guys, we can't. No, thank, no you. thank you. You guys are the very first on air of any kind to play any one of our songs. And we sincerely appreciate everything that you've done for us. Very much. Absolutely. I mean, this doesn't end anything. This just... No, no, doors. we yeah, we man. definitely appreciate it. You you definitely were the start of launching us to different avenues, and so we we, we, we really appreciate it. We yeah. consider you guys. I mean, you know, Brad and I have been friends for a long time, but we consider all three as very good friends, and yep. we re definitely appreciate what you, everything that you've done for nah, us. So I'm, thank you. And I have to say, I was glad that Brad introduced us because great band, great group of guys. Thank. This is Kaz. This is Seth. This is Joe. From the band Cycle. Needless, Needless to, to say, say, we said, said it.
Find a place at all the church.